I'm Pake. Just kidding. I'm Jason. <laughs> and I'm Jason, I guess. We're swapping it around <laughs> this week. <laughs> Did you all use the uh, identity key? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we can't be each other. <laughs> um, and this is Strange Indeed, a podcast <laughs> dedicated to the show Lock and Key. <laughs> Today we'll be covering the second episode of Lock and Key Season 2 called The Head and the Heart. Appropriate title this week, huh? I was curious what this one kind of mean a lot of head key uh, stuff head key stuff and And love stuff love stuff relationship stuff yeah what'd you guys think of this episode season or um episode two awesome yeah i liked it it a lot cool it's uh i guess it's not really too much into a point it kind of is but so I'll talk about exp- the, the scene specifically is how it opens the show. But I was like, oh, yeah, we talked about this uh, season being darker. Yeah. No, that was that was pretty dark. Uh- yep. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what happened at the beginning? I forgot. Oh, yeah. The, the guy. The fisherman. The fisherman yeah. Guy. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't know. I really do feel like the music's fine now. I don't know if I'm more <laughs> used to it or they improved it or what, but it's not bothering me like it did last time. It's yeah. not Good. ruining your like feelings for the show, like ruining the scene and the mood no. for you. I might That's have good. just, you know, com- sort of come to grips with what this show is and not hoping it's like the comic. And also, um, I've because it's been like a year and a half since we recorded on season one, that year and a half that's a year and a half further away from when I read the comic. So I barely remember it now, <laughs> but I like the show. It's great. Yeah. Good. I'm, I'm still going to be trying to catch up on the comics as we're covering this, but mm. free time's hard. I did get through volume two. So oh, good. I, the, oh, I have no, the first great. two volumes. So that's, yeah, but I'll have finished it by the episode seven. If I'm doing it in <laughs> one a week. That's progress. <laughs> that is that's more than what I've got going on right now. I'm yeah. I'm in the full throes of my Dexter rewatch, so I have mm-hmm. zero time for absolutely right. anything. Uh, so yeah, that's excellent. But yeah, I would love to go back and and read them. I didn't finish them all the way. I think we talked about that last year, Jason and I covered it. That mm-hmm. you thought, oh, maybe you should wait because you've gotten to a certain point, and then you know maybe finish them after that. And uh, I haven't yet, so um, I don't know. We'll see what kind of time such a good story. It's I interesting because it. the comic is, you know, we're seeing a version of the comic on this show. It's the Lock kids moving to Key House and having mm-hmm. to deal with all this stuff. And it has a beginning, a middle, and an end. And 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 I always used it as in comparison to Lost because Lost had all these mysteries that I felt did not satisfactorily resolve. But uh, not to give anything away, but Lock and Key just tied everything up really neatly and, and in a really satisfying way. And then they went and did a bunch of little mini series or one-off comics of stories in other parts in other times with different people and they're still doing that. And, and so they're, they, they just love the world so much. I think that they want to return to it. Joe Hill. And I always forget yeah. the artist name. Didn't they just do a, yeah. Like a crossover with Sandman, like early. Yeah. The crossover yeah. with Sandman. Yeah, I haven't read that yeah. yet. I got to check that out. I haven't either, but yeah, it's <laughs> gotta be a great read. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's great that they love it so much. Like you said, that they, mm-hmm. they don't want to quite say goodbye to it yet and are finding new ways to kind of revive it and, and keep it current and alive. Yeah. I thought it was a great episode too. Uh, I, I do, I'm, I'm still loving like the dark tone, you know, that there's still kind of that young adult teenage 
kind of story going on, but at the same time, it is pretty dark, and and I'm I'm digging it. I don't remember mm-hmm. trying to trying to think back to like season one. I don't remember the like straight up killing people. I mean, I think we saw a couple <laughs> of deaths, but it didn't seem as dark for some reason. I don't know. It's just a little darker, and I'm it's digging it. I mean, like one of my favorite uh, teen movies of the '80s is Karate Kid. And it's in part because it has just such a sweet, grounded heart to it. Mm-hmm. And this show, I feel like, has that too. It's yeah. just, oh, it's well, really, it's not sassy. coming from you. Yeah, it's a tonal thing. <laughs> it's not like that. a lot of times with kids, you get like sassiness or whatever. But this is just kind of a sweet, you know, sweet kids. There's the dark mm-hmm. horrorness to it too, which is, it's, it's a great mix. I like it. I yeah. like it. Yeah, that's, that's great. Okay, well, um, it sounds like we, we all have a consensus. We all <laughs> are digging this episode. So let's go ahead and jump into our top three this week. Who wants to start this week with their number You want to go first, Peg? Uh, I guess I could. Yeah. <laughs> all right. You get the honor. Come on down. We're going to go ahead and play America's brand new favorite game <laughs> entitled... Who's a demon? All right. <laughs> and it's me. No. The answer is everyone. Everybody in this show that's new to town, everyone. which is everybody in this town. Everyone. Is a demon. Until <laughs> proven otherwise, they're all demons. Um <laughs> Well, do you consider cause uh Bodhi smartly gave the demon test yeah. to Jamie? I've, I've got a thought about that. Um so yeah, so I think the big two obviously are the Bennett's, which is Josh and his daughter Jamie. Yeah. And so yeah, and like I said, everyone in town is new to town, so everyone's suspicious. Uh, and yeah, I think it was just there's those like all those little coincidental things that line up with those. Like it is sweet and it's cute. Like you find this little girl and Bodhi makes quick friends with her, and you're like, oh, that's adorable. And then you're like, mm, I don't trust anything. I don't yeah. trust. It's like because she's like, oh yeah, my mom died in this kind of weird thing, and then we had to get away because the old place we lived in felt like a weird place. So we was like, okay, how coincidental? That's exactly it's the, the same story. story of our same family, story. and it's a yeah. great yeah. way for you to get close to us and mm-hmm. bond. Um, and and so I've, I have to be questioning about that. Yeah, you do have. You mentioned he he tests her with the key, and so I'm thinking, okay, well, you know, she passed that, but then we do see. Gabe takes the key from Bodhi later on. And of course, because he's giving it to him, not testing him. Yeah, but, but I then, mean, with her, he said, try to take try this to from take me. It. But I right. guess yeah. you could, s- maybe that technically still counts because he invited her to take it. That's that's kind of what I'm thinking. Or even <laughs> in his own mind, maybe he hoped he wanted her to be able to take it so yeah. bad that his desire or, kind of overrode I the, also intention or whatever. yeah yeah or i thought you know if i was with these demons i would want to try to figure out a way to get past that just the same way that the lock kids are trying to get figure out how to get past not remembering when they become an adult which we know that ellie succeeded at so maybe the demons can also figure out a way to get past not being able to take keys from the locks yeah so i have to to question them or be suspicious of them especially because it's like Bodie just told jamie everything like everything everything uh and so at first I'm like, yep, no, they're definitely demons have to be demons. <laughs> hmm. And we have all these reasons I could tick off. I was like, you know, well, they just moved here. And then like Jamie took an interest, like immediate interest in Bodie. And then Josh seemed, you know, take immediate interest in Nina and her work, even though it started real rocky with his like douchey behavior that she put him right in his place, which was awesome. But, uh, 
but then he comes back and like apologizes to her and makes things up, which is, which is good, which is sweet. And then you're like, okay, maybe I like this guy. And then it drops this whole thing on you. He has like this whole model of key house in his office and like, mm. obviously something fishy is going on. But then I had to think, I was like, there's something off about them. And I want to suspect, yep, everyone's a demon. But I think that this show wants us to do that. Yeah. I was thinking it is now imp- it's implanted yeah. this distrust of new people, right. and so they're bringing all these new people in to keep the keep that going. And it might be purposeful red herrings. And the real twist will actually be that the people we don't trust will somehow end up being good in the end. So it's like I don't trust Josh and Jamie on original impression, but I can't trust my distrust of them because mm-hmm. maybe the show wants me not. Would to the show just repeat itself and right. have? And and I think I mean I'm, so that makes me ask myself everything you just said like all right, then what if none of them are demons and we don't get that thing again where a character we thought we trusted became a demon? Is that is that okay that they don't do it again? And I'm like, yeah, I think if as long as the story's interesting, if they don't repeat that, yeah. I'd be fine. And maybe them playing with the opposite of that is us Kinda thinking cool. and being conv- convincing ourselves that somebody is a demon and then it actually turns out that they're on the lock side somehow. Right. Some, but then they yeah. might just want us to think that, and then they really yeah. are demons. Or they might want us to think that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so now I just don't trust the writers. So. Right. They don't trust anybody. <laughs> they're demons. I don't trust you guys. Uh, Carlton because, Hughes is a demon. I don't Got trust it. the listeners. Uh, because I was thinking the same thing. I was like, no, 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 no. Uh, I don't trust. I, I, yeah, I know she's a little girl, but come on. We, you know, there, there are ways. But I'm like, well, okay, she What she an inconspicuous able- figure to take. Exactly. To totally throw them off. Um, but she was able to take the key from Bodhi, whereas Dodge last season, you know, Bodhi had a right in his hand. And he's like, you can't take it from me, can you? You know, mm-hmm. Dodge, you know, could not just take it. They have to give it willingly. Like, here you go. Unless like he, he did said, with Gabe. take this from me like he did to the girl. Maybe Dodge would have been able to do it then. Maybe. But, you know, <laughs> he gave Dodge or Gabe um, the key when, you know, they were um, playing in the house, you know, and going through the keys and Gabe was getting the information that he wanted about how to make keys. Um, but, you know, and then I'm the same. And then um, her dad, you know, the mansplainer, you know, I, I don't I don't trust that guy so much. Is he a demon? I don't know, but I don't trust him yet. I feel like he's it's a little too convenient. You know, he's he's Bodie's new friend's dad. Right. So Bodie's made this new friend. It's her dad. Um, he's Tyler's teacher, and he's a potential love interest for Nina. And he just happens to have a, like a model size version of Lockhouse. Something is a little off with this guy. The guy has secrets. He's not being honest about who he is or what his intentions are. And he just happens to pick Matheson because, oh, well, the history is pretty cool. Okay. You know, right. look, I'm I'm a history nerd too, but you know, I don't know. It seems a little too, right. you know, it's, convenient. So there's definitely something fishy going on. I mean, the the model gives all of that away. I feel like there's, I mean, he's, up yeah, to he's got there's some a, ulterior motive ulterior or something motive there, yeah. but, but then, he, and you know, the fact that he's, he's evil a, or like he maybe is like an old keeper of the keys or there's yeah, some kind of connection right. to the locks or you yeah. never know. I mean, I wonder, you know, in the first episode we saw these back in time, these, uh, colonial era soldiers. And now here's this guy who's a history teacher interested in history. Maybe he's from history. You know, maybe he's one of those ones that got shot with the bullet in the cave and, mm-hmm. and he's used the identity key or something, you know? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I need to go back and look at the soldiers from the and first episode. Seeing that play out, like, I like that Nina has this new job. She's fixing up the theater at the high school academy. Mm-hmm. 
and she's got some experience fixing up old places. So kind of makes sense. She's an, she's an artist and everything. Uh, and then this guy comes in who's all steamy and hunky and, and it was so, it was fun to watch, but it was so typical of romance stories where he's kind of dickish at first and she doesn't like him. And then, <clears throat> then he, he becomes charming and, and humble. He buys her and, coffee and everything's okay. Yeah. It's like a little <laughs> version of a romantic comedy. And I enjoyed the chemistry between them. In fact, I mean, I really liked Darby Stanfield. I've said it last season. I love the way she Me plays too. this character. And, um, and that the moment where he said, you know, I found some old pictures of the place. Look, it's got carpet that just proves what a big jackass I am. And she got this big warm smile on her face like that kind of yeah. melted her heart there. And she did such a good job at that. But anyway, even though I enjoyed that, enjoyed all the chemistry, I'm like, this is just a little bit too typical of like a of a romantic movie, a rom- rom-com kind of a thing. And then when I saw Key House in his the model of Key House. I was like, oh, thank God. There's something else to his story. That's good. <laughs> yeah, I just got a little bit more complicated. And, so it's and the, so cheesy. But the girl, like Bodhi's story of his summer vacation, where he's like, I spun the car around on my finger, which uh, <laughs> is really funny, hilarious. It also lets us know that Hercules key is super strong. He could spin a car around. It's not just for lifting couches. But anyway, I, I thought, uh, would he really say that to his class? Like he's smart enough to know that they, they're going to be I like, know. what the hell? I was surprised it, it's still funny. he was sharing. And, but, and then yeah. it was cute that the girl believed him and she's just too cute for words, this little girl, you know? And, mm-hmm. um, so I fell for all that too. I thought, oh, that's really nice. He made a little friend, but, um, yeah, I think it would be probably more interesting if she's actually evil. <laughs> i don't know we'll see either way yeah. is good i mean it was all good vibes so i enjoyed it for sure yeah me too either way whether it's straightforward or not well i i want the i want the guy to be something more and with that model of key house it does seem like it's gonna be but i also thought with Bodhi, it would ju- just be nice for him to have a friend <laughs> yeah he he needs someone you know his age uh and someone that listens to him because yeah and believes in like- him yeah, because I feel like yeah. Tyler and Kinsey kind of just write him off a lot. And, yeah. you know, she listened to him and she's like, you know, I believe you, you know, uh, and, and I think that he really needed that. And I'm, I'm glad he's got a little friend. I always feel bad for Bodie. He seems to get kind of left out. You know, his older siblings, they're older and they hang out with older kids. They've got, you know, cool teenager things to do. And, you know, he's in fifth grade. He's kind of, you know, left behind mm-hmm. a lot. Like he was home alone. You know, whenever Gabe came over and I'm like, oh, poor little Bodie. He's just always kind of out on his own and he needs a buddy. He lost. um, Oh, gosh. Where did my brain go? Rufus. Thank you. Yeah. Lost Rufus. So, you know, like Bodie needs a little friend. You know, it's got to be really lonely and especially like to bear such a big secret. I mean, he carries that with Tyler and Kinsey. But again, I don't think that they always listen to him and pay that much attention to him all all the time. And uh, so I, I think it's great that he's got someone that. Is like you know believes him and listens, so I like her too. She is a cutie patootie. Well, Peg, did, did you have anything else? We we kind of all just went in on your yeah, number no, three there. Do you have anything else you wanted to say? That's that's it. Yeah, it was just kind of okay. to point out. Yeah, especially these these new characters that all these new people keep moving into town mm-hmm. and a lot of new people we're getting bombarded with all these new people. And I think that they're doing it on purpose to be like, who do you trust? Who do you not? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They like to keep us on our toes. Yeah. They're giving, the they're also giving Abby all the, 
information too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. I just want to be like, can we please stop telling strangers about the keys? You know, can do, <laughs> why do we have to keep telling all these people <laughs> all of these secrets? Shut mm-hmm. up. You know, that's what hey, I want she's to say. A, she's a Savini. She helped make the lobster so movie. So is Gabe though, right? I feel so. like you've got to. Yeah, yeah so but they Gabe. don't know that. They don't know. <laughs> but they, I don't know. It's like you got to earn that trust a little bit. You can't just be like, oh, well, she's in the Savini club. She it's did. Okay. And be like, you got to earn it. How do you earn it? I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I didn't not she the do the whole soundtrack the for the movie? <laughs> well, you just she said you got to earn it. How you got to earn it? I. It's not for me to decide. I just feel Maybe like. Maybe she earned it by well being one of their friends and being really good at doing sound on their movie. That's all Doug and what's her name did. Z- Zadie. They were just mm-hmm. friends who worked on the movie. Maybe. I mean, they're making the movie with the keys, so kind of got to... They don't have to, to use the keys. No, they don't have to uh, use the keys, but they are. Uh, okay, what's your number three, Jason? So, head key stuff. I love that they were really focused on the head key because the head key's my favorite. And um, so I have a bunch of different things about the use of the head key, which is a lot of the episodes. So just jump in and, you know, join me in talking about any of this. If, if you guys have something to say. Um, But the first thing is I forgot to mention it last week, but Nina had said that Kinsey was going to visit Aaron Voss regularly. Mm -hmm. And then I was thinking, Oh, maybe she wanted to try to use the head key on her. Were you guys thinking that? Cause she's been like mute, m- mute this whole time. And yeah, you know, uh, maybe you could go in there and try to use it on her and go in her head and see if you could figure out what's going on. Or I was thinking, you know, when you use the head key, a second person usually pops up, which they would probably think would happen with her. Cause they don't know what, what's really going on with her. And maybe the second person would talk, you know, would be able to be lucid and everything be worth a shot. So I was kind of like one thing about this show sometimes is I'm like, why don't you use this key? Why don't you use the music box key? You know? So that's what I was thinking for the head key. So even though it wasn't for that reason, I'm glad Kinsey remembered that Ellie said they all found a way to remember all the original kids and that she had the idea to use the head key on Aaron to try to find out. So, you know, to figure out a way that her and Tyler can also not forget about the keys. Um, I love that because it picks up on that loose plot thread. I think we mentioned it last yeah. week. I love when they pick up on loose plot threads like that. And I also think it's what a normal person would think to try, which I also love. Like, yeah, of course, try that out. Uh, so that whole scene was great inside her head and everything. It felt like a Freddy Krueger movie to me, like lock, high school lockers and dark and books flying around and stuff. Yeah, girl with a knife. Of, yeah, it kind of, that's a good way to put it because it kind of she's been trapped like in a nightmare yeah kind of living in this like not real world for like 30 years or whatever it is and i i forgot that the kids didn't know that like we knew that right like we knew yeah because we had seen it because dodge went in there after in the first season they didn't know or else they'd go in and get her out yeah well i just totally forgot that like so i'm like why don't they just use the head key and go get her out but i forgot and then i said oh yeah because they don't know that <laughs> yeah <laughs> so that's why they but with yet. kinsey going to visit her and they're using the keys regularly you'd think that she might <laughs> just try it out anyway i mean but, yeah but at the same time you know like right before they did it they were like oh let's not touch anything let's not poke around anywhere that we shouldn't i mean it's mm-hmm. it's a, they're trying it's to be an careful. invasion because they're doing it without her consent one so that 
you know, feels right weird, until sure. they but need the something. Time, then like, oh, well, we won't worry about that. Oh, yeah. I know. I feel like it's still. Yeah. But um, at the same time, they they don't know really what's wrong with her. So I think that they're afraid with like making her worse. Like we don't want to go in and start scrambling until they need up something. and make her really worse. Yeah. Until yeah. they need something. <laughs> so that whole thing brought up a bunch of questions for me, not like nitpicky questions, but just like my brain is going like, well, for one, why could she not get out before I had to think about it? Why couldn't Aaron get out before if she can get out now? Well, I think it's because every time we see the head key used, uh, it's stuck in the person's, you know, back of their head the whole time that their second self is in their headspace. And then the second self comes out and takes the key out and then disappears and the key drops to the floor and then the original wakes up. So I think if someone else took the key from Aaron's neck while her second self was in her headspace, then like the doorway out would be yeah, closed. Yeah, trapped her. So yeah. she could escape while the key is in there. Yeah. So as soon as they put the key back in, if she had known, she could have gotten out. They didn't have to go in yeah. and get her. Which then was like why I was worried in that scene is I was surprised both Tyler and Kenzie went inside together. Cause I was like, one of you needs to stay out and keep watch. They think they've gotten rid of Dodge and all this. So they don't have anybody to worry about, but like if but they the were cleaning in lady there, comes in. Yeah. But if they were in there and for some reason, somebody came in and pulled the key out of Aaron's neck, well, they're trapped inside her head too. Gabe knew that it was um, Kenzie's day what if he had just popped up for no reason, yeah. you know, because they had been kind of fighting and, you know, he was, you know, I know he went and ended up visiting Bodhi had kind of his own, um, you know, mission that he was on in that moment, but he could have showed up, you know, or yeah, a nurse or someone, anyone could have popped in. I was thinking, why are you both going in there? Somebody mm-hmm. needs to stand to watch. Well, now <laughs> anyway. that they know what happened, well, at least if they can figure it out because she's been trapped in there the whole time, maybe they'll be more careful about that. Have someone stand guard outside, you know, mm-hmm. now they know that that can happen. Um, and then another question I had is what is the second person that appears when you use the head key? Is that a physical person? Cause Aaron Voss went into her own head and lived there for decades and didn't age. So I'm like, what if you use the head key on yourself, but then just went out into the world like your second person? Would you age in the real world? Could you do normal things? And would your real body with the key stuck in it eventually die of starvation if you left it there for a long time? These are the kinds of things I think about. (laughs) (laughs) It's really good questions. (laughs) Just curious. I mean, I wonder if I was in the writer's room, I'd be bringing all this stuff up just to see if they could make story out of it. Um, But it's not important. It's just, I'm just curious. Um, uh, So then uh, another head key thing. So Gabe and Kinsey are making out in, I think Kinsey's room. I don't know. Yeah. And Kinsey says she wants to use the head key to go inside his head. And it was a, it started as a tender moment, but then she said that and he's taken aback, of course, cause he's a freaking demon, but it felt like, it felt like the magic lock and key version of a typical teenage moment when they're awkward about like taking the next step. Yeah. <laughs> and Gabe says, it's nothing personal. I just don't think I'm ready for that yet. And then thinking of it in those terms with Kinsey sort of mad and pushing, and I understand yeah. her wanting to know him more, but I did feel like that's a kind of a big ask to go inside someone's head you know, maybe he, like he had just said, not all families are magic, sort of suggesting it's a lie, but suggesting that her, his family, there's something wrong. You know, maybe he has a history of abuse and he hasn't worked it out yet and he just feels guarded and doesn't want someone to go in there. Like, I don't know, would you want, 
would either of you want someone, if you were a teenager and dating someone, would you want them to use the head key on you? No, probably not. I don't know. Hey, Maybe you would. I I don't know. And yeah, so it's it's great that you bring that up because I have a whole, like, it's not a point. It's one of like an extra note. Yeah, cool. But like I had a whole thing on that because I said, you know, I wonder if Gabe's eagerness to dig started to show through a little bit because even though at the pizza place, he didn't seem pushy, but Kenzie, you could see her eyes like she was still taking notice of how many questions he was asking. And then, Mm -hmm. so it might've started some kind of like, you know, curiosity with her and then him being so adamant about not using the head key. It seemed to her like it was a red flag, but then I had to say, I was like devil's advocate in that moment. And kind of just like what you said, I was like, consent is important regardless of intentions or feelings. So in that regard, like Gabe would have every right to refuse without needing to be questioned about it. Mm -hmm. I was like, you know, like put it in that perspective. Okay. What if Gabe isn't some evil demon creature from another dimension what yeah. if he's just a normal <laughs> as far human as she boy? knows he's yeah like he's yeah. just a normal human boy and then it's like okay well then let's be honest about it like even if it's not technically sexual or whatever it's like it's a very intimate personal use of his body Heck, and, yeah. his thoughts and things and so you could say even it's even more intimate you know you could right. argue that so even though even if he wasn't hiding demon stuff in there like it's still iffy that she doesn't respect that. So to like play that side of the coin of like things like she was being pretty like, uh, you know, Bushy. inappropriate in that moment. Like, it's like, cause like you said, you kind of, if you do tie it to kind of like sex or something like where like these teenagers taking the next step is very much like, but I want to get to know you better. Why wouldn't you do this for me? Why would you like, <laughs> yeah, if you do exactly. it, it, it start you love looks, me, you'll yeah, do it. Right. It starts looking a little, uh, so a little you, more sketchy. Do you think that she, either consciously or subconsciously suspects that he's not being true with her. I think that's what the show's trying to Uh do is have it more to where she's questioning who he is. But then, like I said, if you look at it from the, like through the viewpoint of like, well, he's just a normal human kid. Then it kind of starts to look a little like she's crossing a line. She shouldn't. So it's, I mean, yeah, uh, she's got a life filled with magic keys. So, but I wasn't sure if it was the point was that she was just sort of like, Oh, wait a minute. I have, he's my boyfriend. We've been dating for months and I haven't used this with him, but he's used it with me. And also he won't tell me anything about my parents. I mean, if this was a different kind of a show, you just have her being like, Hey, how come I'm the one doing all the revealing here? And you, and and you're not letting me get to know you to get close to you. I mean, that's a typical situation in a show you know and and it's like there's more interest feels like there's more interest on my side come on open up to me so i could see for kinsey it being a little bit of both you know a little bit of like hey why don't you give as much as i'm giving but also like are you a demon (laughs) (laughs) no i i i get it from that her standpoint as well i see it both both ways i see why gabe even let's just pretend for a minute he's not like a demon right and yeah. obviously doesn't want her in his, his head but if he was just like a normal teenage boy you know and and maybe the, you know he's not comfortable with that maybe he needs to sit with it a little bit um before he decides to, to share that or uh but also like you said about kinsey where she feels like she's being more open and vulnerable and he's not you know um and she wants to be closer to him. You know, that's, I think, normal as you're with someone for a while, you know, you yeah. want to both be kind of on that same level. And she feels that he's not. But at the same time, you can't push someone to share something like that. Something as, as personal as like their like legit headspace, yeah. right? And entering yeah. into their head. It, so but I think if let you- Let me crawl in your head, damn it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but I think what made her so suspicious is the way that Gabe handled it. Handled it. I mean, I know he was like, you know, hey, I'm just not- 
don't think I'm ready for that yet. And she kind of pushed him a little bit, which I didn't think yeah. she should have done. But then he, he said got, like, something super like, defensive. he was like, no, well, drop it. Like, yeah, got very but aggressive. yeah. And I think he that's said what something was like, you like you, it's messy in there or something, you know, like something you would mm-hmm. say if you're a actual teenage kid who like, is like, I don't know if I want her to see my thoughts about wh- whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and maybe that is sort of the truth. Like who knows what's in there? He's a demon, right? right? And and I we're I think we're going to talk about it later, but it feels like he really is having feelings for her. So uh, maybe that it, it is kind of like a version of that where he's just like, no, I don't want her not to like me anymore. I mean, it's more like I don't want her to realize that I'm an evil demon. But there maybe is a little part that like if she sees this, it's over. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. What do you think's in there? That's an interesting Snakes. thought. Like, does it work <laughs> the same way as like a human? Yeah, hellfire space. <laughs> Maggots, I, don't know. I don't know i think i think I, I mean i don't know maybe if if it happened she would see like the the female version of dodge and right uh, gabe you know i i think mm-hmm. that that would be something that he maybe wouldn't be able to hide and i think that would be a dead giveaway and both of those are just faces that this demon made up i mm-hmm. i i feel like there's blackness and darkness in there but i don't know I think it would be really mm-hmm. dark for sure, but I think mm-hmm. that there would that would somehow tie into it that somehow whatever you know if she entered his headspace that it would whatever give him faces away. he's made up with the identity key would show up in there somehow. Yeah, mm-hmm. or if mm-hmm. she saw his because me- like I guess they share memories with each other a lot, like Tyler and Jackie do it. Um, Kinsey's done it with Scott, and it right. seemed like more of a way to see memories. Like I showed you my favorite memories. It doesn't seem yeah. like it's a way to oh, really this go is the into time your I deepest- killed the principal. <laughs> right. So it doesn't remember, seem like it's remember to go Professor in. Ridgeway, you loved him. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I mean, it's, so it sounds fun. more like it's um, a way to share a memory instead of like just telling someone a, me- a memory. Like actually sharing be that in memory it. with yeah. someone and be in it with mm-hmm. with with that person is is kind of what it sounds like that she's looking for. Not like looking through some deep dark secrets or anything. It's more yeah, just, just getting closer. Share to me him. a or share with me like a, a cute memory or something. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but he's not willing to do that. And I mean, I think if that's all her intent is, I, I mean, I can see where she'd be a little bit hurt. Like, I just want to see how, you know, about your life, your family, you know, she hasn't met his parents. She doesn't know anything about his family. You know, he hasn't really shared a whole lot other than, oh, they're boring. And I guess, um, uh, Kinsey mentioned that they were divorced or something. So he comes from like a broken family maybe. And, um, but she's just looking for maybe, you know, some of his childhood memories, share something precious or favorite memory. And I can see where she'd be a little hurt by that. But again, it is obviously personal going into like yeah. his head. I can see it too. And everybody's not perfect. And I'm not saying that she should be, but I just, it reminded me of sexual situations where the yeah, one person's sure. pushing, you know? <laughs> um, and then the last head key thing is actually not about this episode, but last week we were thinking that maybe it was the head key they used to take out Duncan's memories, but we didn't know how they got the memories in those jars. And I was thinking about it and I'm like, Oh, wait a minute. Like in Kinsey's head, the memories are in, I think it's like candy boxes. I think that's what those colored mm-hmm. boxes are. She's like in a candy store in the mall. And in Bodie's head, I think they're like little jack-in-the-box toys. Yeah. I think that's what that was. So maybe in Duncan's head, they're jars for some reason. What does he do? He's he's an artist. He's like a painter. and Paint jars? Are they paint jars? They're paint jars, so maybe aren't they? It was like they're like mason jars and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Maybe they were. I think so like that's what they said at one point. Set up. Yeah. So maybe that's all it was. They used the head key, went into his memories, and took out 
paint jars. They like, let's take a whole bunch of them just in case for some reason. I don't know why, but, um, yeah. yeah. At least maybe that's what he that's what he is in the comics. I don't remember what they I, set up in the first season of the show. Yeah, so I bet you that's it. I bet you there's yeah. no more to be worried about with that. I think it's all tied up unless I'm wrong. You know, I was like there's another loose plot thread, but I think it's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, that's it. That Sorry that, to go on so long, but hopefully <laughs> no. that was some good conversation. No, that was No, that's what we, that's what I like a conversation you know about it um, but that was your number three right because I was starting to lose track yes of <laughs> <laughs> uh, well my number three we've already kind of talked about was and it was just specifically the mansplainer um, and how you know being introduced to a new character you know I've already talked about my suspicion of him uh, and again I did after I had those thoughts like you mentioned Paik was okay so maybe they're just throwing all these new characters at us to make us think like to make us be suspicious and so maybe i'm just you know going down their um rabbit hole um and i maybe i should back off of that a little bit but i still do feel there is something he's not being true uh and and being transparent about i think why he's really there i don't trust that is he a demon uh maybe not i'll i'll be willing to i mean because you know he does have a, a child so i'm thinking well how does that fit into it if, if he was yeah. unless it's like but, dodge slash gabe and eden working as a team together but right right unless it, it goes yeah. that far but uh, i still don't trust him as far as what his intentions are i don't feel like he's being honest about either who he really is or why he's really in matheson so um mm-hmm. but i think we've we've covered a lot of that so um let's move on to your number two All right. My number two, I say, although nobody has a brand new pair of roller skates, Gabe's got a brand new key. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And so, yeah, so it's just about like kind of Gabe's mission here with making this new key. And we see it at the beginning. We talked about it. You know, I I mentioned it a little bit. This definitely a dark. I mean, my jaw was dropped the first time I watched the episode. Like, holy shit, that was I know. A lot more brutal than I expected it to be, which the guy's boat was called the Codfather, by the way. I had to that. Was like, nice, nice. Um, what would you call this pun. key? I I think I called it the Demon Key last week. I think you did last week. And I'd call it the Motion Bones Key. Right. Like, yeah, I think, yeah, now that we've seen what it does, but that's not what it was supposed to do. And that you see, because no. Eden's like, well, did it work? That's and he's just it. like, no, that's not. <laughs> Yeah, she's so. like, she didn't know for sure. Like, maybe that's what yeah. he wanted. Uh, <laughs> He's, yeah, like, she seems okay. like that kind of a guy. Yeah, she, <laughs> He's into weird stuff sometimes. I, <laughs> I love Eden's character this season so much. I mean, she was kind of entertaining. She's like, whatever. She's a mean girl, but I love her character so much this season. I'm just digging <laughs> this, like, sarcastic uh, demon yeah. teen. I, I love it. Trouble in Paradise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, we still don't know what this key is supposed to do. Yeah, uh, so apparently, yeah, turning somebody know. into a pile of mush and bones, like he said, no. is not but uh, the plan. It makes me wonder because we don't know what he wants either. That's still yeah. a mystery. He wants mm-hmm. to make a key. We don't know why. But but maybe, and he said he had a few ideas when Ghost Chamberlain asked him, what do you want to do with this? I got a few ideas. But uh, I wonder if whatever his idea is, it must involve plugging it directly into a person. Yeah. And so what I, what I thought last week, what I brought up is, is it, is he trying to use it? Cause he's taking the, what you need the whispering iron to make keys anyway, we find out like, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but the way that he's like infusing, like with the demon, like spirits or whatever, my thought last week was that, is he trying to turn people into demons without them having to 
fly out of the black door as a bullet. Like you yeah. can just inject them into I somebody and then they too. turn. Like, what do you mean? Like you inject you? They just turn yeah. into a new demon, or yeah. Well, basically, because whatever or demon was them in, or something, whatever was it, whatever demon was in that whispering iron so bullet. You, so you can only use the key hit. once. Yeah, probably. I don't know. I feel like he'd want to be able to use it more than once. Yeah. So, so that's what I'm saying. I'm still not sure exactly what he's going for with it. I'm sure we will find out. Uh, Yeah. But then, so his plan is he's got to figure out how to make these, you know, how to make this key and how to make it correctly. And he goes to, to Kinsey, like, well, maybe they just have this innate, you know, idea of how to do it. It's in their blood. They know how to use the magic, which that doesn't work out. But through her, you know, he finds out, oh, you go to Chamberlain. Using the ghost and, key. you know, maybe maybe he'll know. And so, you know, he has this ploy to get the ghost key from Bodhi, which even though he's pure evil, the montage of him and Bodhi playing with all the keys was really Wasn't fun. Mm-hmm. great? I love me, that. Uh, <laughs> when, when the, Just like Because the actor that plays Gabe, he's playing it a little bit more nefarious this season. Yeah. Uh, and he also, I mean, he just seems more like a cool kid. He used to seem a little more eager. And now he's a little more alpha, I guess. But he still mm-hmm. goes into that just fun loving kid mode sometimes and you can right. really buy into it like the demons are very good at disguising themselves as human or yeah. at least this one is yeah like <laughs> juggling all the stuff with the hercules key or smashing stuff it was like that's a lot of little pieces for that mending cabinet but they got them all up. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah what if you missed just one little speck would it not work right you see it like oh there's a hole in it <laughs> But yeah, and then the song that was playing throughout all of that was called Running With Scissors by Sizzy Rocket. I had never heard that song before, but <laughs> I great. dug it. I was like, it's a really fun one. But yeah, he gets the ghost key from Bodhi, like throughout this whole ploy, and he goes out to talk to Chamberlain, which I'm still not a fan of the ghost CGI. I think it's it's not good. Yeah, um, it's not great. It still needs a little work. <laughs> yeah, but he goes out there under the guise of making one for Kinsey as a gift. And then conveniently you like find out like, oh yeah, I know exactly how to do that. And he tells him it's all about intention. Cause like you said, you know, I have a couple of ideas. He's like, well, you better have like one specific idea. And you put all of that focus, focus. on that intention of like, this is what this key is going to do. And then we find out that you also have to like include like some of your own blood. That's important because if it was just it. the intention, it would be like, oh, that's too easy. But right. it's the drop of blood, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was cool. And then, you know, somebody was watching this interaction between Gabe and Chamberlain. They show it real quick. Like, this kind of this viewpoint of somebody watching through the, like, trees or through the foliage. I was like, well, it would have to be somebody who's also a ghost that can see them. So maybe we get the return of I Sam Lesser. I didn't notice that. I think Sam Lesser. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I didn't even notice that. Yeah. And then, yeah, so that's really all of that. Other than I had to rewind because I was like, did Gabe co- take the ghost key with him when he came back? And so I rewound to watch it. And I don't think so. He just got back into his body and left. Yep. Yeah. He didn't take it out of the door. Didn't care. And I was like, well, you'd think he'd take advantage of the moment and get it. But Bodhi would know he mm-hmm. took it because it's literally just the two of them. So he's a little smarter. <laughs> and than then that. <laughs> literally give him away, you know. Right. His- I was also thinking Bodhi. Gabe was acting suspicious enough that maybe Bodhi might want to try that test on gabe about here can you take mm-hmm. this key for me but i guess Bodhi knows that um gabe's been his sister's boyfriend and been around for a while so he doesn't suspect him plus Bodhi's intelligence level kind of goes up and down yeah <laughs> depending on what the story needs <laughs> yep so yeah that's good number two um jason you're number two uh, yeah i'll go into my point about gabe too like what is Gabe doing 
seems like he's not trying to get the Omega key and open the black door anymore, right? He hasn't mentioned that. I think his focus is on making a, a new key. Um, I mean, I did think, well, Whispering Iron, which they did mention, it's called Whispering Iron. They used that term this time. But uh, if it's in such short supply, then he could use the Omega key to open the black door and get some more of that material if needed. Um, but anyway, he wants to make another key and... Uh, sorry. Uh, he decides rather that he's got one more piece left. So yeah, rather than mess it up again, he'll go uh, figure it out from the locks. Uh, you you already covered all of that. So so my other thing about Gabe is how does he feel about Kinsey? Because it seems pretty clear from this episode that he has feelings for her. Uh, when Eden suggests, oh, okay, we, we can, she, uh, Gabe's like, she doesn't know how to make keys. Uh, she's like, oh, well, then we can kill her now. <laughs> and he goes, no. <laughs> and he's jealous whenever she's with Scott. He's like got this scowl on his face and asks, are you, do you not want him to go away? No, no, I, it's totally fine. But you can tell she still has feelings for him too. It's a total love triangle. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then, uh, let's see. Last week we were saying maybe we wouldn't want demons to have colors to be, uh, to have humanity, to humanize the demons that we'd rather they were just pure evil and not complicated with gray areas and stuff like that. Not humanized. But, um, I guess the one way that I could be okay with the show humanizing the demons is if it's because they inhabit a human body that the humanness rubs off on them. Uh, Maybe that's, a good explanation for how that could happen, you know? And I mean, I think maybe, I mean, how can a demon even act so convincingly human, which Gabe does really well. Maybe that's because they inhabit their bodies and take on their characteristics as they're inhabiting their bodies. So if you're going to take on enough characteristics to learn all the little subtle details of fooling someone into thinking that you're just another kid at school, then maybe you'll also start to feel the kind of love feelings that humans feel. That's such an awkward way to phrase that. You'll start to feel love, you know? (laughs) Uh, So anyway, a couple of random notes about Gabe that I was thinking of while I was thinking about all this, uh, that it's kind of weird to think that Gabe is actually in Lucas's body. I mean, this demon is in Lucas's body disguised with the identity key to look like Gabe, but driven by an echo of, of a demon. So there's all these weird permutations. It's using the echo key, the identity key, and just demon powers of possession altogether to make this what he is right now. I guess that's all. Oh yeah. And then this last thing. So, um, last week we were talking about how Eden is reckless. She bit the popcorn guy's face and (laughs) is sitting there eating bloody popcorn, not giving a shit. And Gabe is really careful and got upset. Like, what are you doing? And dragged him away. And Rima, you were saying that maybe, you know, I think what you were saying is that because this demon has been around a while, he's learned how to be more like careful or something. And I was like, no, but he's, he died immediately when he came, uh, possessed, uh, Lucas. And then he's, I looked it up. He's only been back. Like, well, Ellie brought him back three months before the locks moved in. So he's had three months, but even when he first came back, he was careful about not revealing himself. So I think, but it occurred to me, the reason why is because, when he first came, when he first came out of the black door and possessed uh, Lucas, he immediately that night attacked everyone and was immediately killed for it. So that's how he learned his lesson. Like, oh, 
I got to disguise myself and not give myself away or these guys are going to kill me. And so I think that's why, like he's telling, you know, demon Eden bites the face off this popcorn guy. And he's like, dude, people are not okay with this here. You're going to get yourself killed because it happened to me. I think that might be why, you know, he's like that. Now he realized that you can't, you have to keep it on the down low. <laughs> you got to give humans a little more credit than you want to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause I don't think they're ultra powerful, you know, they're just mm-hmm. bound by their bodies. I think, right. Have we seen them like show super strength or anything? I don't think so. They can no, use the powers really. of the keys, but yeah, that's it. Yeah. And if, keys, like as he told else. Eden, if you die, you're dead. Like I'm an echo. So I'll live forever, but not you. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't guess I was just trying to think if we've seen anything, uh, any magic or, uh, power that they Strength have or something. Keys or, yeah. um, hmm. I mean, other, I remember thinking than, like, male Lucas sexuality, was, which is a very human, human kind of trait when Dodge is in her female form. Yeah. Um, and they're hungry as hell. Yeah. Hungry all the time. To, big appetites. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, they definitely know. have human drives, you know, mm. she got horny, hungry. Now she's in love or he, he, she, <laughs> man, can I relate to that? <laughs> all that stuff. All, those all of it. Yeah. It's a normal week for me. Um, <laughs> I must be a demon. I don't yeah, know. <laughs> well, murderous rage. If you get that going on, then sometimes bite yes. a popcorn guy's face off. I, I can, I understand <laughs> the, the want and the urge. Yeah. I don't, I don't, um, you know, uh, act on it, act on it. Um, I like that. Yeah. Good, good points. Yeah. I'm, I'm feeling definitely some, uh, you know, I think we, as you mentioned, kind of talked a little bit about it last week, but I'm definitely feeling more, uh, Dodge has definitely got more genuine feelings for Kinsey. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I I do think he see it's kind of two ways. One way, you know, keeps Kinsey close because he's got to keep the locks close, right? Keep their trust and stay in the circle, uh, so we can get what he wants. Um, but at the same time, I think doing that, he has developed feelings. Um, he, she, um, has developed feelings for, for Kinsey. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, they had definitely had some moments like when she dropped his, like they were holding hands, um, when they were all there, what was it, the library or whatever, um, after she had just yeah. shown Abby the keys and, um, she looked at Scott and she's like, oh yeah, you should tell them, you know, cause they were talking about making this, the sequel to the movie and she dropped Gabe's hand and they were holding hands when he was getting ready to say that. And he just shot her this look like, <laughs> you know, Hey, what? yeah, you know, what? you start seeing this real jealousy out of him. Cause yeah. there's like two things that bother him. Like one that she just like let go of his hand, but also it's like, wait, you knew that Scott was leaving before everybody else did. Mm-hmm. Like he confided in you. Like clearly you and Scott are still close mm-hmm. and you can tell that that bothers him. And so that's mm-hmm. whenever he walks up on them talking outside in the parking lot at school and he's like, oh, you know, Hey guys. And you see them like, it was very awkward. They like parked yeah, you could, away from it. It was like, a very awkward. Hey buddy. They were having a moment. Like, and then well, all of a sudden I guess I like, should leave. Yeah. yeah. Oh, nothing. No, what? Nothing. Oh, nothing happening yeah. here. Not at all. So this, yeah. all this demon has totally like entered our world with plans of world domination, but just got himself so wrapped up in a CW teen drama that he can't. He, <laughs> right. Yeah. He's in it. Like, wait a minute. Am I on a teen drama? <laughs> I'm in love. <laughs> Dang. Damn it. Uh, I like that. Well, my number two, uh, you just, you guys have already touched on it, and uh, it was about the secret to key making. And I thought that was interesting uh, because, you know, I, I guess, I don't know, 
I don't know if we talked about it too much. Like, where the heck did these keys come from? I mean, we probably did touch on it a little bit, knowing that they came from the Locke family, but we just kind of took it as. Did um, we know? I, I because don't. Because Kinsey think so. says my ancestors made these, but I must have missed it. I don't remember. Maybe it was uh, that ever being said in the show, or her maybe knowing it was comic that? knowledge. Maybe it yeah, wasn't. Uh, I knew it from the, the comics, show, but, but yeah. I don't remember it being the show. But she did tell Gabe that my ancestors yeah. made these. But do you, either of you, remember the show saying that before? Yeah. So you rewatched the first season. Yeah, yeah you I know. I don't. I just watched. Yeah, I just watched some recaps, so I don't know. I was gonna say, yeah. and sometimes when you've read the comic, you get a little bit of yeah. comic knowledge kind of mixed with you know. So I, that's yeah. maybe where I merged the information from was from the comics, but yeah, because um, I still pull stuff from that, especially now that I'm rereading them again freshly. Like, so at least stuff from the first two volumes is very in my head right now because I just read them. So right, I yeah. don't remember the show ever having said that, but maybe it did, and I missed it. I don't either. And I'm not sure if we even raised the question when we were talking about it. Like, do we know where these where they came come from? from. Um, but anyway, I, I, I liked that it was, that's been kind of brought up to the forefront because it, it sounds like some of the, one of the themes of this season so far is the history uh, of the locks, right? We, we, I don't know how it ties to the locks exactly, but we at least see the history of like when the Omega door um, was discovered, right? So there's the history of that. Um, we come back to Chamberlain Lock again. Kinsey's talking about, oh, the, my ancestors made these keys. Um, a lot about her dad's history uh, is coming back around. So, um, you know, I like that kind of getting, you know, a little bit more information on where the, uh, about the Lock family, the history, the keys. Um, and I always think it's interesting to see Chamberlain Lock, you know, here knowing his story. Um, I don't know if they've talked about it in the show. I don't know if it's really a spoiler to kind of mention it, but he was the the Locke family member that he got the, someone shut the door when he was using the ghost key. And because they shut the door and he couldn't come back through, they thought he was dead and just buried him. So he didn't, he, and he couldn't come back. So mm. he's kind of trapped there. Did you guys know that? No. Vaguely remember that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so now he's like like doomed to haunt, like, Lock house, mm-hmm. and I guess that's the history is that anybody that dies on lock property is um, kind of bound to it. He said he chose not to go on, though. I mean, he last season, I do remember this from having just watched it. He said that if you die somewhere else, then your ghost will be there wherever you died. Uh, so his ghost is here because he died on the premises, but mm-hmm. he chose to stay and not move on to the next world or whatever. Okay, so he made the choice yeah. to stay. Well, I, that's what he said. I like, I like that. You know, kind of be there for his, his, his kin mm-hmm. that, that come after. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, and I'm curious um, if, but when he mentioned that, oh yeah, and you have to like have a drop of your fresh blood, right, for this key. Do you think Gabe or Eden's blood will be sufficient for this new key, or do you think I don't know? I was wondering that. Else's? Yeah, and if so, will that person also have to supply the intention? So will they have to like force someone to right. do that? Yeah, I, I'm curious about that. That was the only other point that I had as mm-hmm. we were talking about that. Was like, well, could it be a demon's blood or? But since um, they're in human bodies, I feel like maybe I that's know, fine. That's, uh, I know, and that's what I'm wondering too. It's like, well, they're. I mean, eat. Eden is, we know, human, just possessed by a demon. Um, so I don't know. Just made me curious. So yeah. anyway, that was my number Gabe two. Gabe is like, human. He's Lucas. Yeah, it's Lucas's body. Lucas's body. Identity keyed so into confused. Gabe. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, there's layers. Yeah. yeah, there's layers of identities <laughs> happening there. And I'm so just, I need, I need like a, a, a 
a <laughs> tree or something here to help me. Uh, I need a Vizio is what I need if I'm going back in work terms. Of, yeah, of all of I this. mean, <laughs> so the the bullet hit Lucas. Lucas yeah, was possessed. Yeah. They killed Lucas, and they brought Lucas back with the echo Ellie key. But back, it turned yeah. out to be Lucas's body with the demon in it, and then they, he used the identity key to turn into Gabe. But for some reason, when you use the echo key, then you can't die after that. Yeah, I think something, I guess, about being an echo makes you a little stronger and mm-hmm. hard to kill. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, that's my number two. We've kind of talked it out, so I don't have anything else to add to that. So, Pake, what is your number one? My number one, I think we've covered most everything. Uh, I just called it There's a Way to Remember. And it was mm. them coming to the realization that there's a way to remember the keys and remember the magic even after you grow. And so Jason brought up a lot of that with with them going into Aaron's head. But it all kind of stems from Jackie, as we're seeing, mm-hmm. you know, she's struggling with this, uh, still forgetting magic. And we really see it when she's freaking out about this quiz over their summer reading where she's like, I, did, I didn't do the reading. And, and she was Tyler's being like, a little so painful. put the book in your head. Yes, we did. And he, she's like, what the fuck does that mean? Um, you know, she's just completely gone. But then later she remembers again. It's kind of going in and out. So she's like Googling like oh my God, like I'm having these horrible memory loss things going on and I'm only 18 and not even 18 yet. And then Tyler's there to let her remember, like, you know, it's just because you're getting older. It's like, you'd think she would have considered that because she knows that adults forget magic, but right. Tyler has to kind of remind her, I guess, you know, they didn't expect Maybe it to she happen forgot that early. Part. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then it does lead to, you know, 50 first dates with Tyler and Jackie, which was kind of cute. I liked that. I did. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think they're... You know, last season, Tyler was troubled and because mostly he was feeling guilty because he thought Sam Lesser killing his father was his fault because he gave Sam the idea. And then as soon as he found out that, no, that had nothing to do with it, he seemed to feel better about himself. But anyway, she always yeah. seemed like a, maybe a little too good for him. But now these scenes, this episode, I feel like he's really stepped up and they seem like a great couple to me. Yeah, mm-hmm. for real. I like their, and like you mentioned, because Tyler was just over some, you know, under so much pressure and stress and mm-hmm. You know, self doubt and self guilt. guilt. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, we talked about this last week a little bit that I really like the Tyler we're getting this season. Mm-hmm. He's just a lot more light and funny and likable. Yeah. Or even he had a great line in this one that I thought was great. Where when when Jackie comes in, she goes, "Oh, can I sit here?" And just the way he goes, "You can do whatever you want. Just please don't distract <laughs> me from my studies." Like <laughs> that it's cute. so funny. <laughs> and cute. and yeah, so I love them together with that and it's because of that that he goes and talks to Kinsey and he's like we've got to find a way and she's like you know we're going to figure this out and that's what makes her think about it because she's talking to Aaron even though Aaron can't hear her in that moment but she's like you know we just got to figure this thing out with Jackie and Tyler and it's like if only there was a way to remember and then it kind of takes her back to remember like Ellie telling her that we they found a way to remember and she's looking at the picture of them it's like I have an idea and that's what triggers Aaron's the only keeper of the key left yeah so, so oh, I think yeah. that was cool. That's what leads her to have that idea, call Tyler in and, and check that out. And then they let Aaron out, uh, which is an interesting place to end this episode. I was cause, like, they did to the people working at the hospital. It's like these kids came in and they fixed Aaron Voss. I don't know what they did. But <laughs> she just wants to leave. All those visits. <laughs> she's back. Just did. Did one. Did it. Yeah. For some yeah, reason, which... she's saying gag me with a spoon all the time. I don't understand. <laughs> Uh, but we don't I feel bad for Aaron. No. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel bad for her for sure, though, because it's 
like how heartbreaking and awful, even though, yeah, she's free, but to walk out and see like an older version of yourself sitting there and realize like, I feel like that happened to me when I look in the mirror sometimes. Right. What the fuck? But like 30 years is just gone. (laughs) I do that every day. Like, (laughs) I I feel like 17 or 18 on the inside. I look Mm -hmm. at myself, I'm like, what happened? This is not, this is not who I, yeah, it's not a representation of the inside. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, we're going to have to get the head can find out if you're telling the truth. Yeah. See what's in there. No, we don't want to do but that. It'll be interesting to see Aaron Voss moving forward as like a character now that she's there. Cause it's, yeah, I mean, she last that she really remembers, she was like a teenager herself and like her and Rendell were a thing. And then Dodge locked her in her head. And like, so she didn't realize like 30 years or whatever had gone by. So now I wonder... she's just thrown into this world. She's like, well, I'm older now and it's 2021 or whatever this is supposed to take place in. And she's like, and you're my boyfriend's kids and he's dead. And what the hell is happening? I but mean, do you like, feel like time has passed though in there? Does well, she, or does whenever, she feel like time has passed? I don't know. Cause when they find her in her head, yeah. you know, they go, we're, we're, we're Rindle's kids. And she goes, you're what? Yeah. And so it like, seems you like know, she does It's huh? like, have you been in here the whole time? Yeah, she goes, what do you mean yeah. the whole time? Cause when Kinsey's in like, her head, yeah. she knows time is passing. Yeah. She seems shocked that, like, what do you mean this whole time? Like, it, she still yeah, thinks yeah, yeah. she's, like, 16 or 17 or whatever. Yeah. yeah. You know, when anytime, and I know this is not time traveling, so it's not exactly the same thing, but, like, anytime you're talking about, like, time traveling shows, you know, somebody goes to, like, a different time and it's like, oh, well, only five minutes have passed for them, but it's, like, a year back where they're at something or something like or vice versa or something like that like time is kind of yes, different. So but I then wonder. if kinsey's in there like drawing pictures and stuff she comes out and bodie's like 17 years old oh, oh crap. god I, I, I know that's why, that's why i wasn't quite sure because it's like does she just or maybe it's just because it's been so long yeah she doesn't understand after some know, time after so long, it just, it's just like she doesn't even know how to even calculate out. how much yeah. time has gone by i can't imagine what that must be like for her to mm. you know have this image of herself as a teenager and then seeing herself aged in a chair and all of her, I mean, she doesn't know yet, uh, but you know, she'll learn the fate of all of her friends, mm-hmm. her boyfriend and what's happened. And I can't imagine, I mean, she's going to need yeah. some serious therapy. She might want to stay in that hospital for a little while longer and, yeah. and continue some treatment. Cause I can't imagine the information dump that she's getting ready to get and how difficult mm-hmm. it's going to be mm-hmm. to process that. It's, it's like Freaky with. Friday, but with yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I just pictured Jamie Lee Curtis going, I'm old! That's where... <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but there's no reversing it. Let me back can in I, there. Can I go back in my head? I can get like better in there. I'm 17 in there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh yeah, and another head key thing, like if you can actually take those jars out, the memories... You can take magical, that means you can take magical things out. And even like with Kinsey drawing a picture and then changing the color of it. And then she actually pulled that out into the physical world. It makes me wonder, okay, can you go in there and just like imagine anything? Cause Kinsey seems to have pretty good control over what's in there now. And you just imagine whatever you want and then just bring it out. That, yeah. I think uh, we mentioned that last week. Like, you know, yeah, like, I guess we did. And briefcase full of money. Yeah, there we right, go. Right. Like, well, they can toss things in. Like, yeah. you know, Tyler was throwing books in Jackie's head so she could get her summer reading done, right? So you can throw content in. And I guess it would make sense that you can bring things out. 
Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. We've yeah. seen him bring things out. So out, what's the extent mm-hmm. of that? Yeah. I don't know. Okay. What is your number one? It's about also Tyler and Jackie. Uh, that moment, actually, you, th- you said she was being dramatic. But for me, it was like bringing back memories of high school when I was in math class and I see the test and I'm like, I don't know any of this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, st- I remember actually starting to sweat one time, literally like fuck. And, uh, so I felt like, Oh man, what a bummer after last week when we thought, Oh, that is so cool. She can just throw the books in. not have to worry about it and get to have fun with her boyfriend. And now it's all coming back to, you know, karma. Like you didn't do the work. So I felt pretty bad for her. And, and she seems like the kind of, person who's uh an a student and used to you know doing all her work and being responsible so i could totally feel like that would just be super upsetting but um i was relieved that she i thought that was it you know she forgot that's it but then later when she like you said she was uh thinking oh i have memory problems i was relieved that it came back to her and that she could talk about it with tyler it kind of reminded me of when people have Alzheimer's and they don't remember who you are for a second or whatever. And it's like heartbreaking, but then they come back a little later and they remember and it's like relieving. Oh God, they, they're not fully gone. You know, (laughs) it's it's like, I don't know. My mom's kind of in that space right now. So, um, but, uh, about that, she's about to turn 18 and almost an adult. So that's why she's starting to forget. There's a part of me that's like even critical of this, in the real world where, okay, you're 18, a flip, a switch flips for everybody, no matter what your maturity level is. And suddenly you're allowed to do things. But when you're 17, you're not allowed to, you know, it's an arbitrary number. Um, but I guess if for the show's purposes, it makes sense to use it since that's kind of what we all think of as an adult. Maybe it's not exactly 18 people suddenly forget. Maybe it has to do with your maturity level or it's a magical thing. So it could just be a set number, you know, who knows? But um, either way, I feel like the whole thing is kind of a metaphor for like forgetting magic is like a metaphor for forgetting what it's like to look at the world with childlike wonder. Mm-hmm. And and I think um, that's what happens kind of like some people are able to hold on to that a little more than others. But for most of us, we kind of just have to accept, yeah, once I get responsible and see the harsh realities of the world that you kind of realize some of the things you thought weren't true. And I mean, when you're a kid, you think all kinds of crazy things and it's fun, but it's just not true. But, um, they have to kind of let it go. And I think, I guess the point of me bringing this up is they're all like, Oh my God, it's going to be so bad if we forget, but you kind of have to let that go. If it's that metaphor of letting go of the childlike wonder and thinking Santa Claus is real and stuff like that. I hope no nine-year-olds are listening to this, but anyways, um, (laughs) but Tyler had a good point that if Tyler and Kinsey forget and something bad happens, because there's been danger that it would just be Bodie having to fend for himself. So there actually is a practical reason why they should try to remember, you know? Yeah. So plus I guess if I was them too, and I had access to these magical keys, I would try to remember how to use them too. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, they just, they just got them too. You know, they haven't even, I don't think begun to really explore all the possibilities. There's could potentially be more keys that they haven't even found yet. Um, and yeah, I, th- I thought it was nice though that he was thinking of the family as far as, you know, well, I don't want to leave you and Bodhi alone to do it on your own. And then, you know, Kinsey be next and then Bodhi would be alone. So I, I like that, mm-hmm. you know, I like their bond. I like, yeah. you know, how they totally. care about each other. 
Yeah. And more this season, they're all a little more well-adjusted. So they're just more caring with each other. And, um, Tyler and Jackie, I mentioned, I love their chemistry and I think they're a great couple. And I thought it was cute that they shot this video talking about their memories of the keys, which I imagine in a few weeks, she's going to be like, what the fuck was I talking about there? That's, (laughs) but I really feel like you drugged me. Yeah. (laughs) You drugged me. Like, I feel like they should have, um, filmed them using the keys you know film them going into his head or or using the um i don't know what key like the strength key or something where you can actually really physically see but even then she'd be like what the fuck is this (laughs) watching the video later like yeah yeah because we've seen how nina reacts to like she just kind of she watches yeah, Bodhi's like lifting the couch up. Yeah. He's like, I found this key and it's making me strong. And she's like, that's weird. And what were we talking about? Yeah. Like, it's very. Be the same, strong. I guess, if you're yeah. watching a video of it. Yeah. It's very unsettling. See Nina like that. <laughs> it's good. Is that it? All, all for your number one? Yeah. There's something I was just thinking we didn't talk about, but I forgot what it was, man. I feel like I'm Jackie. Just went right out of my head. Oh, well. <laughs> now you know what it's like to be me. Um, well, maybe uh, as we're talking through some notes and stuff, you'll remember and then you can talk about it. Okay. Well, my number one, uh, I mean, we've talked about her. My number one was just Aaron Voss. And can we please protect Aaron Voss at all costs? Uh, she's like, what, the last of the Keeper of the Keys from Rendell's group of friends? And I'm just like, oh, my gosh, with I feel like they all seem to have bad luck that befalls them or something bad happens to them. I hope that they do whatever they can to to protect her. I feel like she is like a wealth of knowledge. Um, I mean, obviously, that's why they invaded her head was to to obtain some knowledge. But I feel like they could learn so much more from her than just that. Uh, learn so much about their dad uh, and, you know, what it was like for him. Because um, I know they got... A, a little bit of that from Ellie, but she's gone now. Um, so I'm I'm interested to see what they're able to learn from Aaron and what knowledge she's able to pass on um, as far as what her experiences were like with uh, their dad and the rest of their group. Um, and I'm, I'm glad that's come back. I had a feeling when they were name dropping her in episode one that it's like, Something is going to come of that. You know, they keep bringing up, mm-hmm. oh, Kinsey's visiting Aaron Voss. She's visiting Aaron Voss. And like, something's going to come of that. And I'm glad that something has come of that. But I, I do worry for her a little bit being the last of the, um, you know, of the group. I feel like just protect her. Um, that poor woman, yeah. what she's been through. Uh, anyway, but I, I feel like we've, we've talked a lot about her. And uh, I'm, I'm anxious to see what happens next. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. What about notes? Pake, do you have any notes? Uh, yeah, let's see. Um, it was just like a tiny little thing at the beginning of the episode that we saw that just kind of hit, like just threw it out there as a side thing. But it's interesting that they have, uh, Gabe and Eden have Kinsey's fear. Locked That's what page. it was that I couldn't yes. remember. Yeah. yeah. That's in my um, notes too, Kinsey's fear. Because mm-hmm. it's still targeting, yeah. <laughs> still targeting Eden and mm-hmm. because that was like the whole thing is like, it was based off of Kinsey's fear of Eden, you know, being like intimidated by the mean girl and yeah. intimidated. And like, I, I can't own up to like that level of cool and whatever, you know, the typical teenage thing there. Yeah. And so that fear kind of latched on to Eden and was attacking her, you know, chasing her in the first season. And so even now that Eden's not Eden anymore, it still is after her. <laughs> so they just tied up in <coughs> mush and bones. Uh, yeah. And I, yeah. I, I, I like that because it ties up. Well, it doesn't tie up, but it, 
addresses another loose plot it loose plot yeah like because he's yeah. just That's running around out in the woods out yeah. there somewhere <laughs> so i'm glad that they didn't just forget about that and uh that it's interesting how they film her fear they don't really let the camera linger on it too much because i think they want it to f- seem otherworldly or something but i did notice i think anyway that it's claws it's fingers kind of taper down into sharp points like claws mm-hmm. and i can't you can't even tell. Well, I can't tell for sure that that's what's her name, Amelia Jones, the actress that plays uh, Kinsey. But I guess it is right. But it looks I would, I think so, yeah. so crazy that it's hard to tell for sure. Last year, I thought they had. Um, I don't know that she was technically a stunt double, but they had a different actress who looked mm. a lot like Kinsey playing her, and she was a dancer. Okay. And I think that well, they was... were in scenes together, but maybe yeah, she's still. Yeah, I don't know if yeah, it's I don't sure. know if it's for every scene, and honestly, I don't know if it was in this scene. But last season, the um, when they had Kinsey's fear, it was a different actress. She was like a dancer. Uh, yeah, I'm trade. just saying. I think probably because they had scenes together, so they'd want to. Oh, yeah. I mean, they could do a CGI, but they just easier to have two different. Right, actors and with the makeup because the they've got a lot yeah, of layers yeah. of makeup that mm-hmm. you yeah. know, kind of hard to. For sure, tell Gabe, it's not really her. Gabe's like, I really hate that thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, and let's see if I had anything else. Oh, just the music at uh, earlier in the episode when Gabe and Kinsey are like walking to school together was Troubles Coming by Royal Blood. And I love that song and I love that band. And I was jamming out and singing along the whole time. And Excellent. It was great to hear. <laughs> uh, let's see. Yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Other than we did talk about Gabe and kind of his jealousy a little bit. And I think that's all it was because I, I had sort of a question, but I think I kind of answered it because I was like, was Gabe like concerned about Scott leaving also? I was like, like somebody elsewhere will have knowledge of the keys. But then I was like, no, because even if Scott leaves the country, it's not really a problem because Gabe has the anywhere key. So if he had to take care of a problem with <laughs> Scott, he could just do that. So, yeah. so I think it's just jealousy. I think that's really what it is. Me too. Like he was just feeling it out because he's got feelings for Kinsey. Mm-hmm. All right. What about you, Jason? Any more notes? Uh, I was a little surprised that it's the first day of school because last episode they talked about it being summer and I thought maybe, I think, wasn't there a Stranger Things season where it was all summer Mm -hmm. and they they didn't go to school? I thought it was going to be like that where this season was going to be summer, but it's the second episode, first day of school, Tyler's a senior and Kinsey's a junior. So here we are back in school. Fine. Um, A couple of funny lines and moments. I liked that. It was. I mean, I thought it was funny that Gabe was happy they got a partial standing ovation for the second best lobster movie of all time. (laughs) (laughs) That's good enough for him. Um, I liked when Bodie handed Gabe the ghost key and Gabe says, okay, but don't draw on my face with a Sharpie or something. And Bodie's like, wow, I can't believe I never thought of that before. (laughs) (laughs) That was good. Uh, I'm glad to see the other Savini's getting a little more dialogue, like, you know, that Zadie and Doug Zadie's into practical of effects rather than CGI. So I hope we get more of them. I think they're pretty cool and be nice to flesh out their characters a little bit. That'd be cool. Yeah. And last is I just love this new England setting. It felt even more new England, new Englandy to me this time, I think because they're getting around town a little more. Maybe it was just that old theater. I don't know, but I went to school in Boston for a couple of years and it totally reminds me of that. Just love that part of the country and the architecture and the antiqueness and the history and everything. It's beautiful. 
I love all of those like overhead shots of, and I know it's not really Matheson, it's fictional, but it is a real location that they're location, shooting at. So yeah. I love the, all the overhead shots of the town. I love the homes, how colorful it is. They're on um, close to the dock, all those homes. And mm-hmm. um, I just, I, I think it's beautiful. I, I'm, I'm like you, I dig the history. I think it's beautiful. Uh, I, I could totally, it, with the exception of the weather, totally dig yeah. living there. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. yep. But yeah, it, it's very pretty. Okay. Anything else? Nope. I think we've covered most of mine. The only other note that I had was, you know, just thinking about, like you said, school started. Uh, Gabe and Eden are really just, they're demons. They're just going to school, showing up in <laughs> class and doing homework. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like. <laughs> what a bummer. Like, I, I thought know, we got of, out of hell. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> like, they really want to have anything to do with this world. I know. There's like, there's <laughs> the backpacks and going to class. And I'm like, y'all doing this wrong. This, <laughs> you know? so, uh, that, that's, that's torture. Like you said, yeah, they get out of hell to come back. Because I'm 30 years old and I still have dreams about like going to high school and like trying to find my classes and like. Like I still have those. Like I guess they're are they, they're kind of nightmares because it's never it's yeah. always stressful. Yeah, where I'm like I, I recurring dreams. Even like I said, as old as I am now, I still have dreams somewhat regularly of me like going back to like the first day of school and getting my schedule and trying to find where the classrooms are and do all this stuff. Like <laughs> I, I must have like. I don't think my high school experience was that bad, but something stuck with me where I didn't like it. Clearly, yeah. <laughs> it's just a lot of work to do and a lot of pressure and having to yeah. be at a different place every freaking hour and pay attention the whole mm-hmm. time and take notes. It's like, God, I'm so glad to be over all that. Mm-hmm. Right. If I um, could go back to high school, but not have to go to class and do the homework. Yeah. I'm I, that right. part for me wasn't yeah. bad. Yeah. I've thought like, okay, what if with all the life knowledge that I've gained and you know the confidence and everything. Could I go back and redo high school and have? I mean, I I did have a good time in high school, but it could have been an even better experience. Except I wouldn't have been able to stick it out through those classes. Now I'm just mm-hmm. like enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. Really yeah, exactly. I never needed <laughs> this in my life. <laughs> you were wrong. I, I I do get to carry a calculator in my pocket every single day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> When they keep saying that you got to learn math, you're not going to have a calculator I forgot everything every I learned in history class the next day, and I've never remembered it since. <laughs> There's Google now, and we don't need any of this. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, awesome. Okay. Well, I think that's a good place to kind of wrap up our discussion on episode two. I think it was great. Looking forward mm. to uh, the next one. Uh, I mean, one one more thing. I'm sorry. I will say, given that, yeah, we just said they're going to school. Like, what are they doing? (laughs) Like, I feel like we need pretty soon to get like, get an idea of what the threat is. I mean, clearly they're a threat, but we don't know what they're trying to do yet. And and our, Mm -hmm. our, our heroes are not in any kind of immediate danger. So I'm hoping this next episode will kind of ramp up the stakes a little bit, you know, that's all. Need to find out what that key is. Is supposed to yeah. do what Gabe's plan is and then how it affects the locks and what they need to do to stop right, it. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I know that they're probably going to try and and draw it out just a little bit, but I hope we at least kind of find out, like, what the hell are they trying – like, what kind of key or at least one of the keys, what, what, what was the purpose? Or at least what was that one key supposed to do? It just kind of made – you know, I was like, well, okay, I don't have to know that right now, but I hope it doesn't take, you know, to the end of this, this uh, season to find out – 
what his intent is exactly or what he's trying to do. What he's trying right. to accomplish. No, that would so. be, yeah, I can't take that long. I, oh, I hope not. I hope not. Mm-hmm. They, I feel like they'll do a better job with the pacing than that, I hope, anyway. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, let's go into our listener feedback. We got one um, piece of feedback from our good friend, Lindsay. Um, I'll just go ahead and take that one since that's the only one that we have um, for this week. Um, she says, that opening scene, man, when they stuck the key in the fisherman and his wrist broke backwards and he melted into goo, that was pretty badass. Is that Kinsey's fear monster they have in that cage? Yes, it is, Lindsay. Um, Mm -hmm. She goes on, Bodhi's storyline is a bit confusing. He has to know about the need for discretion with the magic at his house, and yet he's sharing it at show and tell and with some new girl. Seems strange (laughs) he'd risk it all so easily. Uh, The new cute dad character. I'm guessing not a demon, but clearly up to something with the model of the lockhouse. I'm glad Aaron has been saved from being stuck in her head. But Does this mean she's like a 17-year-old stuck in a 40-something body? That would suck. I mean, most mm-hmm. days I do feel 17, but to lose all those years would be awful. Yeah, you want it to be the other way around, like you were just saying, be a 40-something stuck in a 17-year-old's body. Yeah. <laughs> Not the other way around. I would definitely do a, do a little switcheroo. <laughs> I'd be down for that. Okay, thank you, Lindsay, for your feedback. That was great. Uh, we did get a couple of voice messages as well. Um, first one we have is from... Our good friend, Greg. Let's see what he has to say. Hey, guys. This is Greg. Uh, so, episode two of Lock and Key. By the way, happy 200 a couple of episodes ago. That's uh, awesome. That's fantastic. Anyway, moving back to Lock and Key. Uh, all right. So, all of these people seem to have interest in Key House. What the hell? So the, I mean, I, I think it's interesting that they like res- regard the mansplainer in the uh, in like the summary of the episode on Netflix. I thought it was weird. <laughs> like, oh, hey, just in, in mess that up with a jerk, and so when he refers to himself mansplaining, like it does, it actually like, oh yeah, that's actually good self recognition. I don't know, it was weird. Um, yeah, so Josh is he a demon? Uh, is the his young daughter living with him in a dorm? I didn't quite understand that or why Nina wouldn't have asked that. Um, so uh, he obviously is doing something to or looking for stuff on Keyhouse. So, okay, cool. Um, Gabe uh, and the whole fact that he won't let um, Gabe slash Dodge slash every other demon. Uh, the fact that he won't let Kenzie into his head. One of my favorite things from the comics was the views of of people's heads once like, you know, everything that was included in it and all the little, the tiny details and all that. I really hope, uh, that at some point or another we get to see inside Dodge's head because, uh, I'm very interested just, just to see the, the, the kind of thing is in there. Speaking of heads, uh, Aaron waking up after 25 years, 30 years, something like that. Uh, that's gotta be jarring. Even though she was, you know, she interacted with Dodge, uh, in her head a while back, um, it's still got to be rough. Anyway, looking forward to hearing what you guys talk about. All right. Take you later. Bye. Thanks, Greg. That's a good point about they didn't ask if his daughter lives in the dorm with her. I, I guess she must have to, right? It's not, or is it a boy? It can be a boarding school too, right? Can it? I, oh, no, wait. Where Bodie is. I know like the high school level. The yeah. high school level I don't know is. If they're boarding. 
for little kids. I mean, kids. there are boarding schools for like elementary age as well in places in the world, but I don't know if there is here. I'm not Yeah, sure. we don't know. Maybe we'll find out, but maybe it's suspicious. Who knows? I don't know. I don't think if it, if that was supposed to be suspicious, then you'd think, yeah, the father would have made up a better story <laughs> than mm-hmm. to just throw something suspicious like that out there. I, Greg, I also loved the way the head key was handled in the comic. Oh, me and too. Uh, I think the way they handle it in the show, I probably said this last season, does lend itself to some really cool stuff because they're actually walking around in places. And so that can be really interesting and neat. Yeah. But it's just so cool to see someone open up someone's head like a cookie jar and reach in there and pull something out and put some things in and stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was a fun one of my favorite parts too. Yeah, like it's that. so different. Mm-hmm. Very imaginative. Okay. Next voicemail we have is from our good friend Steve. Hello, Pekka Rima. This is Steve, and this is for Lock and Key episode two. Oh, something bad is going to happen to this guy. <laughs> yeah, oh, dang, that's the fear. Yeah, uh, Kendall, right? Kendall's, is that her name? Yeah. <laughs> just do the social part thing. And what was the deal with his hand over his head? I was just thinking that, that she's never been inside Gabe's head. Gabe's head. Kenzie, that's your name. I don't know why I didn't think about that. Oh, poor kid, man. You should have known they weren't going to be able to believe you. <laughs> that was a great little test there, Bodie. And uh, Jason, I, I echo what you're saying. There's a lot of new people in this school every year. Come on, Jackie, at least try it. You never know. You might just be able to guess and get one right. <laughs> what would the inside of an echo's head look like? Or the head of an echo pretending to be a person who doesn't exist? Carpet Runners does make a lot of sense in hardwood floors, especially with the theater. He lives in a small apartment in the dorm of 30 hormonal teens with his little daughter. We always get some sort of revelation when we follow somebody walking into there, and here we see he's got a replica of Key House. Oh, that must be a flashback from the first season, right? The one woman saying they found a way to remember. One of them, like, stand watch before they do this to make sure nobody walks in on them. Going into Aaron's head, I mean. Uh-oh, that's not good. Somebody behind the tree with a knife. Okay, it's just Aaron trying to protect herself from Dodge. Well, now we have Aaron back. Oh, next episode's going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Steve. That was awesome. Where I grew up, there was no hardwood floor pretty much anywhere. It was all carpet or linoleum. So when I started seeing places with hardwood floors a lot, when I went back east to Boston, I thought it was so cool. I loved it. I still love it. We have it here at my house, but um, it, there, it is a good point that for a theater, you probably wouldn't want that because it would just bounce the sound all over the place. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But when Steve was saying, come on, just guess one, guess you might get one or two, right? I'm like having, imagine you know what it was like for Steve back in high school. Circle maybe. C for everything. <laughs> C, 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 always C. C, uh, C. Yeah. You'll be right part of the time. I, I don't Some know. It, I think I don't know. I said Jackie was a little bit dramatic about that, and I, I do think that she was. But I also I understand it. I think it was a little bit of a perfectionism syndrome, which I totally do suffer from. Sometimes it was like an all or nothing. Like she just was like, I know I'm not going to get any of this right. Yeah, it's an essay. Confident. How are you going to? So like, she just said, "Give me the zero. But at the same time, I'm kind of like, well come on you could have at least read it and at least tried to fake it some teachers would give you credit at least for writing your name on your paper <laughs> you know there i guess some- it depends on whether it was i said it was an essay but i realized i don't know that it could have been multiple choice 
if it was an essay, then yeah, you just don't know. Like I wouldn't want to try to bullshit something like that if I hadn't no idea, you know, but if yeah. it was a multiple choice, maybe I'd try. <laughs> yep. Okay. Well, thank you everyone uh, for the feedback. Really appreciate it this week. Great to hear from you guys as always. Um, well, the next section we usually reserve for comic talk. I don't know if I know Peck, you mentioned that you finished the second volume and I know Jason mm-hmm. and I are still pretty rusty on the comic, but does anyone have any, um, anything specific that they want to kind of talk about the comic that might be a little bit spoilery that we kind of saved? I know we talked a little bit about it earlier, but anything specific that we want to touch on um, that relates to this episode. Did you have anything, Peg? (laughs) Not really. I'm thinking, I was just like thinking about it. I mean, I only have a question and I'm hoping you can answer, Peg, since you've been reading them recently. And it's just Mm -hmm. a dumb little thing. But when Bodhi decided to tell Jamie, his new friend, about the keys and and everything, his whole history, he says, what I'm about to tell you is top secret. And I feel like that was used in the comic a lot where they would say it's top secret. But I don't know. It was kind of similar, at least out of the first two volumes, because that's what I've read recently. Mm -hmm. Where, like, it's kind of a joke in there as well, where, like, after Bodhi finds the ghost key is the first key he finds in the comics also. And then he finds the head key, and then that's when Kinsey and Tyler start believing him is when they see the head key yeah. in action. And they immediately are like, okay, we're not going to tell anybody about this stuff. Like, we have to keep it really low-key. And then literally the next day at school, Tyler is inviting uh, Jackie and Zach, who is Gabe, basically, yeah. in, in the comics over to show them how he like studied for everything. And <laughs> like It's like literally like the next day he's like, we have to not tell anybody got it. And then the next day he's like, so here's my friends. And I'm going to show them how to do this. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Oh yeah. I forgot yeah. that. I think Bodie found the ghost key first, walks through the door, his body slumps to the ground. He's floating mm-hmm. around and he tries to tell them about it, but all they see is his body thumping to the ground. So they think he's just faking it. Is that what happened? Or it's, yeah, he's like he's he's going to show Kenzie. He's yeah. like, watch, see what happens. Yeah, and then she's like poking the body. He's like, okay, this isn't funny yeah, anymore. Right. You better stop this. <laughs> you know, you like. <laughs> but it's not like really proof because all they can see is him just flumping to the ground. <laughs> yeah, and then when he wakes back up, like, see, and she's like, you're fucking weird. Like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> what's wrong with you? Right. <laughs> just take the ski and walk through that door. Right, leave me alone, kid. <laughs> that's awesome Mm -hmm. (laughs) oh yeah comic is so good Mm -hmm. okay excellent well thank you for that um yeah safe space to talk about the comic maybe we'll have some more next week um and speaking I'm, i'm trying to get through them pretty quick Maybe I can get two volumes in before the next episode. Hey, I'd like no to pressure. catch up it's just, pretty yeah. quickly. That way, just so I can have, a, in my mind, being like, oh, this thing was done on the show. Yeah. Because mm. I, J- I know, Jason, you had to bounce a little early last week, so I don't know if you listened to the rest of me and Rima talking or not. I think I did. I can't remember, though. Yeah, because then, just because I'll rehash it super quick, because people heard me last week here on the podcast. But when we were talking about the giant rat. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, I did listen to that. That's right. Up, like, there was, like, I had forgotten about that, that they but find later. I, there is in the back yeah. of my mind, was there a giant key? But now that you mentioned it, I'm like, oh, yeah. They're like all these kids, just big, giant kids. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, yes. I'd like to have it pretty fresh in my mind, so I'll try sure. to get through them. Because there's, like I said last week, they're not. It's not a whole lot. Yeah, they're kind of, and they're kind of bouncing around too. They're not like mm-hmm. following the, you know, exactly the same timeline no, as they are. No. They're kind of bouncing a little bit. So, um, mm-hmm. but awesome. Always fun to talk about the comic a little bit. 
Okay. Well, next week. Next week, we're going to be covering season two, episode three of Lock and Key titled Small World, which may be, well, we can't say it. Listen to the comic talk section if you know, want to know what I was just about to say. <laughs> yeah, I got you. I, got you. <laughs> I thought the same thing. Yeah. Yep, and no description because I feel like they get a little spoilery. So I decided to yeah, this we don't time, need to so do I'm that. Gonna... Everyone who's listening to us has already watched them all anyway, and they're just like, "Listen exactly. to them theorize those dopes." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I get that a lot. Yeah, I like it. Yep, can't wait. I'm excited to see what happens next now that Aaron's awake Absolutely. and and uh, see how the story progresses. Um, well, we're excited that you followed us in the Key House, but until then, you can follow us on Twitter at Strange Teacast. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash stranger cast. And you can check us out on Instagram at strange underscore indeed underscore pod. You can email us at stranger things cast pod at gmail.com and can also find us on the TV time app. You can find strange indeed and a bunch of other great podcasts at podcastica.com. Please go out and leave a review for strange indeed on Apple podcasts. Well, speaking of great podcasts, you guys want to talk about, your podcast and what you've got going on? I mean, I'm t- covering Fear, uh, The Walking Dead, and, and World Beyond on Walking Dead cast. World Beyond's getting kind of interesting because they're, they're getting into like the whole reasoning behind the CRM that took Rick away in the helicopter. So that's getting pretty fascinating. But overall, th- those shows are just okay. I mean, Fear's the worst and yeah. World Beyond's pretty good. <laughs> but um, I'm excited about House Podcastica because we've got the Book of Boba Fett coming up and Cobra Kai. Yeah. And Book of Boba Fett just had a um, trailer come out and it looked pretty cool. So it's mm-hmm. getting me all jazzed up to get back into the star world of Star Wars again. Agreed. Can't wait. Pake, anything yeah. you want to... Oh, help? and I should also mention that... I Did I talk about this last week? I probably did, but... Uh, Greg and Ben and Wendy are going to be covering Wheel of Time, which is coming out on Amazon in a couple of weeks here on yeah. House Podcast Cut too. So that'll be cool. That'll be cool. Can't yeah. wait. Pake, what about you? Anything you want to promote for uh, Run for Your Lives with you and Daphne? Yeah, this week on Run for Your Lives, we are covering the 2017 Stephen Yun and Samara Weaving film Mayhem. That one oh, was yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah. Oh, I think, so. J- Jason, did you know I covered that one? for some? Why does that sound familiar? Yeah, on yeah. Walking Dead Cast. On Walking we Dead did, Cast, yeah. yeah, on off-season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good one. Way back when it came out, yeah. Yeah, I can't wait to yeah. see what you and Daphne think about that one. Oh, it's it was a blast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Lot, uh, uh, definitely a uh, lot of violence, for sure. Yes. In that one. <laughs> but it was fun. It was unique, and it was fun. Mm-hmm. So that's excellent. Can't wait. All right, that is our show. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Until next time, I'm Rima. I'm Paik. I'm Jason. (laughs) And Michelle Greenwich is strange indeed. (laughs) Hey, everyone. Welcome to our bonus segment dedicated to the Great British Baking Show. This week, we're covering Collection 9, also known as Series 12, Episode 6, Pastry Week. Yay! Yay, pastries. pastries. <laughs> I mean, all of the things that they made this time, I was on board with every single one of them. So good. Yes. It's the hard. shoe nuts, the yeah. baklava, and the the pie, the savory pies. So it all looked great. It's yes. hard to not love pastry week. Uh, <laughs> I'm 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 
about 95% on board with that. There were a couple of those savory pies there at the end that the tree pies that I was like, I'm not a big fan. I, I would try it, but I'm not a huge fan of some of the flavors. Uh, but yeah, they all looked looked great. Um, so yeah, this mm. week, pastry week. So let's just kind of give a quick overview for the signature. Bakers were tasked with uh, making two batches of either glazed or iced uh, shoe nuts, uh, six filled, six not filled. Technical challenge, as you mentioned, uh, Paul required the bakers to make a large uh, baklava. Um, he required them to layer their pastry with a pistachio and walnut filling cut into a star design in two hours and 45 minutes. Does not sound like enough time, right? Uh, and then the showstopper, um, they were given the task of making a tureen pie in four and a half hours. And the pies needed to have ornate pastry decoration on the outside and a neat pattern or design when cut open. So with that being said, uh, who wants to start off with their f- with their favorite bake? Was there a favorite? You mentioned all the favorites. They were all good. <laughs> Is there anything that stood I out? I mean, when, when Christelle revealed her, I guess, Nana's, what is it? Pickle cottage, potato curry and going chicken pickle curry. I was like, I want that right now. Like before I even yeah, I saw how it turned out, had a that feeling <laughs> was the one I wanted. And, and then when it did turn out, I was so happy. And when Paul was like, uh, Whoa, have you seen this here? And I'm immediately thinking there's the way the look yeah. on his face, like there's some raw dough, big bound of raw dough or something's rotten in there. And she's like, what? No. And then he comes over and she gives him, he gives her that handshake or she came over. Awesome. I almost started crying. Yeah. I was like, Oh my God. <laughs> I did cry. I did. That, that was, was so a, good. I was like, I wonder how long Paul's been saving that move. I say he pulled that off flawlessly because he he just like he's got such a poker face, right? He's yeah. just like, oh, but have you seen this here? And boy, her face. She was just like, what? Oh, no. no. Like she's being called out for something very specific. He, he just took yes. a bite of it. And I thought, oh, no, poor Christelle. <laughs> like there was a big rat in there or something. That's <laughs> yeah, like a big, a big rat but, turd or something is what I'm thinking. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, like it was the best. It, I want. I love the flavors and that it turned out so well enough to get that handshake. And Noel called it magic. It was kind of magic. And so that was my bake of the week for sure. Yeah. Well, that's a milestone. Mm. It's like they said, so rare that he gives a handshake uh, for a showstopper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that was a huge achievement. So yeah. And I did cry. Uh, Christelle I, and my heart <laughs> fell that moment. Like when, when she made that face, she's like, Oh my God, no, what, you know? And then she walks up there and he throws his hand out and I was just like, Oh my God, I'm so yeah. happy for you. Christelle. And then <laughs> at the end when she told her family and they were all ah, on the phone, I, I felt even more emotion in that part. It was I great. Know. It was so great. I just <laughs> love all of them. Just, just warms my heart. Uh, Pick, what about you? Favorite uh, bake from this week? Anything stand out? Um, That also is a great... I mean, I love curry so much, so Mm. I already would have been super into that. But uh, my other one, which also love, the uh, very American in me. Unfortunately, Amanda was the one to go, but uh, her maple bacon shoe nuts. uh, I was just like, yeah, no, that's that's one of my favorite things. There's... (laughs) Nothing better. Now I'm craving a duck, donuts, maple bacon. We had those in Hershey. Oh, my God. Um, That's right. <laughs> it's so good. And she did, like, rose and stuff on uh, the other one. But, yeah. So it was, like, the curry or, like, yeah, maple bacon donuts. 
Great. I've never had shoe nuts. Um, I never heard of it, but they've made shoe buns. And so I feel like this is just like a cute. Yeah. It's like, I don't know if shoe nuts is a normal done. thing, but yeah, shoe pastry yeah. in a donut form. I definitely want to try it. It's like an eclair. It. It sound really yeah. Good. I mean that, I that shoe, shoe buns are, yeah. And eclairs and it's really good. I, I don't have mm-hmm. a deep fryer though, like they do. So I guess I think you can still do it on the stove um, and, and kind of mock that same process that they were doing with the frying. But I can make a pretty good shoe pastry. I've made um, eclairs and puff pastry. So I'm, I'm not, you know, I, I, it's a dough I'm familiar with and it's not that, I mean, I've never, I, I this seemed a little bit different because of how they had to, um, you know, make the little donuts and then, so that, I don't know, it seemed like that was a little bit of a different process, but, um, it's so good. And it wasn't, I don't know. I found it kind of easy whenever I did it. So, uh, I, now I definitely want to make some, some shoe nuts. I don't know. I want to try yeah. all of those. Wish we all uh, lived in the same place. I would, I would bake for all of you. I enjoy baking when I can do it for other, like, I don't do it so much for just me anymore. Uh, because I'm like, well, there's no fun in just baking for one person. But man, you get me in a group setting or for like a holiday or something. I'm all about it. Like I'm just like on my game as far as like the cooking and the baking. I just I love it. Um, but yeah, oh gosh, I've never heard of those. But I, I definitely wanted one. I think I loved everyone's um, shoe nuts. I wouldn't turn any of those down, even the undercooked ones. Nah. I don't care. <laughs> I'll, I'll eat it. <laughs> uh, the Actually, Christelle's miso caramel, that sounded a little mm-hmm. weird to have umami flavor in there. I'm totally down for I'd it. Try I'd it, try it, but I stuff. don't know for sure if I would like that. Yeah. Because I recently, yeah. I mean, I know like candy corn is huge, hugely uh, polarizing, especially it seems like among our friends, but um, <laughs> I like candy corn. It's fine. But uh, I got the, just out of curiosity, they have a whole like Thanksgiving bag where there's candy corn that tastes kind of like green beans and one that tastes like turkey and then there's one that tastes like cranberry and one that's coffee and one's apple pie those are fine because they're all sweet but the green bean and there's a stuffing one and a turkey one you get it's just like no nah, those flavors don't go together savory you know? doesn't quite mix like when and not in the candy yeah. corn but maybe yeah. with the shoe shoe bun it would be fine <laughs> well like when matt was joking about mixing sweet and savory he's like oh what about chocolate and onion it's like no 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 no, no. yeah that doesn't there's sound so great yeah, yeah. <laughs> some things don't but yeah, yeah bacon yeah. in a candy bar i've had that's pretty good yeah yeah bacon and chocolate yeah and- sweets are awesome yeah yeah we've had that at some of the fairs around here uh in festival season where they have the uh, chocolate covered bacon um can i quickly just mention a couple more bakes oh wait you didn't get to do yours yet yeah because i have some honorable the, yeah. But yeah just see what Rima says. <laughs> all all the shoe nuts i can't pick one. they're all my favorite because i i'm i have a, a, a tremendous terrible sweet tooth so i would eat all of them and gladly gain five ten pounds. It's worth all the calories, like Prue says. <laughs> uh, so that's yeah, that's mine. Go ahead. Uh, what are your honorable mentions? Um, I, I was glad that George's uh, shoe nuts looked good. They were full, and he was excited about them. Mm-hmm. And which kind of proved uh, Prue's theory that if you love a bake, it'll be good. But then Lizzie went and disproved that because she hates shoe nuts, but hers was still pretty good too. <laughs> but anyways. I think it was a shoe nut that she hated. She Anyways, did. George's yeah, George's looked fire. good. They were toffee hazelnut and chantilly cream with raspberry jam filling, and they looked they were looked really nice and full. And he was so proud of them. So that was a nice that was a nice thing that happened. 
Um, the the baklava, I love baklava. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. I did my country report in sixth grade on Greek Greece because I love Greek myths, and I brought some baklava as an example of Greek food. That was my first time having it. The example looked amazing, yeah. and and the technicals looked pretty close, way closer to it yeah. than I thought they were going mm-hmm. to. Um, I thought it was interesting that this is a little off track. Sorry, but that they put they put the emphasis on the second syllable baklava. baklava. I've always heard it baklava, but then I looked it up and the the YouTube thing that I looked up said baklava. So I feel like there's all, you can put I've it on it like any syllable. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's just their their English accent because you know like uh, I say basil but they all say basil and it just totally basil. throws me off and I'm like wait you what are we You can say baklava, about? baklava, yeah. or baklava. <laughs> uh, and then with the showstopper, uh, you know, Christelle's was the best, but I also thought Jurgen's beef horseradish sauerkraut sounded really good like i really mm-hmm. wanted to try that she said the beef was a little dry but the horseradish saved it but anyway yeah mm-hmm. those are the ones that stood out to me nice. but you picked yes yeah, honorable uh, mentions absolutely i think uh chigs with the shoe nuts was great kind of taking the risk of doing the chocolate dough like the, yes. the chocolate pastry that looks so good and then with a lime topping i was like and even paul was like it's weird but it's good weird and i'm like yeah that's that's the kind of stuff i like which is why the miso caramel was also like it's a weird combination that i feel like i would dig uh jurgens i thought were really cool with the purple and orange with yeah, the psychedelic the, the ube <laughs> and the like orange it looked like something lizzie would do inside. normally <laughs> right yeah and then his other one was like a yuzu and sake Kind yeah. of combination, which I was like, that's really cool. That's I, I'm interested in that. Yeah. Um, let's see. Yeah, baklava. Uh, just the fact that they did, I got so mm-hmm. excited because yeah. I love baklava, like <laughs> with a passion. Like I have like there's my dessert trifecta. There's my three desserts that like I always have to go for, and like I've tried like I haven't been to Greece. I want to go like to Greece to get like a really good baklava, it's but. A but it's New York cheesecake, key lime pie, and baklava are like my. Ooh. What if there was like, like pillars? Apricot and baklava, would you eat it? <laughs> you could scrape it off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, scrape it off. Maybe. But yeah, so that's like, it's one of my top three. It's like my pillar dessert. So I got excited when they did baklava because I nice. love it. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's see. I had a few on the showstopper. Yeah, you mentioned Jurgens, the sauerkraut beets and horseradish, because I love that. I love the really strong flavors. I actually think it's cool that I get to say this. I mentioned that to you, Jason, when me and you had brunch together a couple weeks ago, uh, that we were talking about flavors and like how I really like really strong flavors mm-hmm. and unique combinations like that. So I know I could tell I could picture a lot of people watching this being like sauerkraut beets and horseradish Ooh, disgusting i'm like oh my god that's right up my alley it wasn't like, beets it was beef. the very strong no there's beet like beetroot oh there's beets oh i didn't see yeah. that turn it yeah <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah because there's like a purple line he had like actual everything. <laughs> beets in there because that's when me and wah, jason wah, had wah. Uh, brunch again it's cool i get to say that because that's what we I <laughs> that was a good brunch yeah, it was I was really there too. Good, I got, it was had like, the chicken and waffles. You were there. With some just, kind of you weren't at our fancy, table. <laughs> fancy mayo and yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know where it was. I guess we were. At the, I was at a different table. But uh, yeah. yeah, there were seventeen of us, so we couldn't all fit together. Yeah, yeah we were <laughs> that all was like awesome. paired off into like twos and fours. It was cool. But yeah, because I had like an avocado and beet toast with like a truffle right. oil stuff on it. So oh, good. so good. <laughs> I liked it too. Yeah. 
I can't even remember what yeah. I had. I just remember it was good. Yeah, but then uh, Lizzie's I thought was really good. That's definitely up my alley on the the that Neptune meat pie. pies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with the little potato fish, but it was a salmon, ricotta, and spinach. I was like, oh, yeah, that sounds awesome. I thought her, it was pretty, but it wasn't my uh, favorite flavors or anything. It's one of the ones where you weren't sure about the flavors. Mm, that one and Giuseppe's. What was that? Uh, I think there was, uh, I don't remember what the hell was in it. He had the owl. The, I thought, the owl looked incredible. I would say it looked it incredible. Looked really good. The, the, so good. Like, but the flavors were flawless. I thought it was beautiful, yeah. but what was inside of it, I was kind of like, eh, not, yeah. not my favorite. I think there was, um, was there broccoli or something in there? I don't remember. Sure. I just remember. <laughs> his, I don't know. His stuff looked really good, but didn't stand out to me so much this week. Yeah. His the shoe well, nuts, whatever he did a limoncello. His which shoe nuts. I'm not a huge fan of limoncello. Oh, it's very it sweet. Totally up my uh, it's alley. a little on the too sweet end for me, but I don't mind it. But yeah, it's give me all the lemon again. One stuff. of those things I'm not super preferred. Lemon I like. It's just like limoncello specifically is a little overly sweet. Oh no such thing. No such thing. <laughs> Can I do my favorite standout moment? Yes, let's. I we've definitely talked about our favorite bakes. Let's talk about our favorite standout moments. What's okay. Yours? It was when Pre was talking about shoe nuts, and she said, quite often I need two holes so that I can squirt, and Paul and Matt are like, oh, and she goes, you need to squeeze the bag when you meet that little bit of resistance. It usually means it's full, and Paul's like trying really hard not to laugh, and Pre's like, why are you laughing? And and Matt's like, we're just children, and Paul's like, sorry, Dame Pre, which I think he was trying to bring a little respect back into it, and then I think he was trying to continue thinking that that would all get cut out, you know, and he was just like pretending it didn't happen but he had he had to take a minute he like still had to just, take second, a minute. just a second here and he, she's like just tell yeah. him it's good and he still had to kind of like take a moment and like compose himself and wipe Quite his often eye. i need two holes so that i could squirt yeah my my inner 12 year old boy loved this episode very much i have all the little quotes yeah Everyone stop touching your nuts. Uh, I told you guys one. this um, is going to be a little bit of a saucy episode. Yeah. Uh, you know. Noel say something with uh, Christelle <laughs> right. about like, yeah, you need the, uh, uh, you're, you're, oh, you're, you're using the, your passion juice. Uh, there was, I mean, there was a, there was a the, joke even about the announcer the was like, what did he say? Uh, he said, Christelle might be concerned her curry is too moist, but George's giant sausage is rock hard. Oh my God, I yes. know. I was like, <laughs> you cheeky announcer. God. Yes, the <laughs> George's giant sausage is rock hard. I was like, my little boy inside, thanks for that. For has me, been quarantined for too long, and this is yeah. where we Like, uh, personally, when a joke, I mean, it's fine. Like, that kind of a joke. I'm not like, oh, ho, ho, ho. I'm just like, okay, that's cute. I mean, it was funnier to me because the announcer said it in his announcer voice, but I'm not like the kind of guy who every dirty joke, I'm just like, oh, that's great, even if it's not clever. But Prue saying, quite often I need two holes so that I can score it just like it's, it's too just, much you don't expect it coming from her <laughs> and so she didn't even know what she so was strange. saying so that's why. And then just the, the tent, the feeling of the moment because Matt and and uh, Paul are just like, oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> and then uh, there's one last. Yeah. One last one of those that caught me off. Because I was like, OK, we've got that all of our, out of our system. And then while they're deliberating on who's going to be Starbaker. Thank going you. Home, you know where I'm at. And Paul goes, I love Giuseppe's meat. <laughs> and the way that just Matt stops and looks at him and he just like, 
damn it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I thought we- <laughs> and he's like, I was looking We're at it. I couldn't here. help it. Yeah. Um, but it was funny how his eyeballs uh. did kind of go to Giuseppe's uh, showstopper there. And he's like, oh, I just, I loved his meat. And then- <laughs> Yeah, he's like, well, that's where my eyes went. That's why I said that. Uh, <laughs> it's okay. It's I a liked, safe space, Paul. I mean, it's not exactly the same, but when uh, George is like needing his sausage or whatever, and uh, and uh, Noel. Noel's like, I can't tell where the fingers ends and the sausage begin, or something like that. I can't tell the difference. Yeah. Him, he's like, you're out there of order. The, uh, <laughs> yeah, there's an exchange between Giuseppe and Matt where. Uh, He's talking about the uh, the massive hassle. Oh, the massive hassle! The, the and he says it's a it's <laughs> that, a massive hassle. And he goes, <laughs> what did you I say? I swore you said something else. <laughs> massive yeah. hassle. Massive hassle. Hassle. Yep. Yes, my inner. So I'm with Matt. I was like, we're all children. Yeah, I was um, like, I just this episode. Can't. My inner child loved this episode so much. It, it, you needed it. <laughs> yep. I'm I'm 12. I'll admit it. I have that's. <laughs> where i went this whole time it was funny though it was just fun any other standout moments for you jason i had a few but i'll let when you guys get some in uh (coughs) see i've got a bunch uh, this might be the one i have the most notes on but i've covered a lot uh i like george he's already like kind of struggling with some stuff with the shoe nuts and then he's sitting there just like trying to get the tongs oh, open the tongs. and Paul is sitting there watching him and he's just like, how do you do it? How do you do it? And Paul's just quietly watching him. Finally goes, push, push the button. And he's just like, he's like, push it in. And he's like, ah, it's like, he just had to let him suffer for a moment. And then he gets a slick on his face him. like this guy. <laughs> he breaks the yeah. <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> I laugh so hard. I, 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 snorted so hard in that moment. Yeah. I this just, was a I good episode, man. It. it was really great. I think it, it was really maybe was. my favorite of the season so far. The Jurgenator was a great line. <laughs> um, which, speaking of Jurgen, it's not a funny thing, but just like, yes, my dude. I know some mm-hmm. cool stuff about him. Like, he always, he had a cup of coffee with him on his table every when he was working, and I was like, yes. <laughs> yes, you, you, gotta, you gotta enjoy. And then he came into the showstopper while it was raining wearing that Boston hoodie, and I was like, this guy, he's just, he's cool. <laughs> yeah. I like everyone. Yeah. You guys have already mentioned you, all of my standout moments. Oh, I so. had a few. Yeah, um, go ahead. When Noel, well, this is more of a nice moment, but Noel said he's been on Bake Off five years now, and occasionally there's something that's so good, you almost want to cry, you're almost moved. I thought that was a really beautiful thing to say. And I can imagine being there and feeling that way. You know, I am, I do sometimes, but I don't, I think if you're really there, I moved more by the interactions and mm-hmm. uh, the emotions, but being moved by the bake itself. I think if you're actually there in person, I can imagine that, yeah, you know, totally. that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Cool I thing. Agree. But it also made me think, Oh, he's been thinking about how long he's been on bake off five years. <laughs> oh man stop it Uh, sorry sorry uh let's see and then in that same vein of something nice uh paul was evaluating lizzie's baklava and he goes lizzie just comes down to that little bit of finesse you need and she goes i just haven't got finesse and he goes you have and she smiled i just thought that was nice i love that it's hard Mm -hmm. you know that paul can be on people and you know uh i think that he 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 pushes them to be better, but also he does give them that confidence. I love those little gleams mm-hmm. of 
you know, that positivity that comes from that Paul. he may have he's a like, heart. He's like, yeah, have heart. <laughs> you do have it in you, and I'm gonna I'm gonna drag it out of you. You know, That's I'm gonna right. I'm gonna push you to it, mm-hmm. and I love that. I love those little right. moments that we get with Paul. He's like the Miyagi of this show sometimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The 12-year-old um, Miyagi. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, I liked when Matt, or uh, I guess it was, yeah, Matt says, on your marks, and Noel says, get set. And then Matt is getting ready to say it, and Chiggs goes like he's going to go, and Matt's all, ah, yeah. ah, ah, wait, Chiggs, I haven't said it yet. <laughs> so you're only wasting your own time. I just thought that was really funny. And they're all laughing. Yeah. Uh, I like when Lizzie, I don't know what she was doing exactly, some kneading with dough or something. And she's like, I don't really know what this does, but I'm just doing it because everyone else is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 like, I feel like I've been there. That. Absolutely. <laughs> What's everybody else doing? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to do that too. Like, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. But one time when Amanda opens the oven and all the smoke comes out, she's flailing yeah. her arms. Ah. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Not a good sign Man, I, considering her show. I loved Amanda. Yeah, I loved Amanda this week. And I would say she was my favorite baker, but like she was also the one that was eliminated. So it was really sad. But just her, this episode was great. I love like her little like uh, pastry piggies that she made. I was like, those are adorable. And she. <coughs> And what what got her eliminated was that she was taking so much extra time and care. Yep. And it just didn't have enough time to bake and she didn't let it freeze. So it fell apart on her. Mm-hmm. And of course, it was hard watching her try to lift that tin. I'm like, stop pulling up because like, you're pulling the, yeah. the edges of the like lid off of it. Quit. Pull, pull it I was down. Like, yeah. Do, you're, you do take something it off, different. Off the sides. Don't pull it up. Right. Don't, stop pulling yeah. up on it. Oh, no. Uh, yeah. But, but she was, I thought she was awesome. And I really, this was the first week where I really kind of felt like. No, it should have been George this week. It really should mm. have because they had the same problem. But George also had, I mean, he should have got cut last week. I know, we were just Freya talking about that. Like, did we feel it was really fair well, that he was... His signature he was good. by two weeks in a row. His signature was really good. What about yeah. technical? I don't remember where they those two placed. He, what about her? Um, Amanda was fifth she did, and George was sixth. She did a little better than mm-hmm. him. Yeah, so it was... It was close sad to see her go. And I feel like it's got to be George next week, right? Unless there's some kind of a surprise upset. If he doesn't, right? I mean, yeah. if somebody really flubs it, someone's you know? going to, I think, have to really flub it because I think that, I mean, we're really getting down to it now. Uh, there's what, I mean, one, two, three, four, five, six. I think each left. week they don't, they don't take into consideration the bakes before. Uh, no, I mean, it's probably hard not to a little, week. but yeah. So yeah, just because George may have, not d- done so well in the past. If he suddenly steps up his game, he might stay he longer. Could, yeah. yeah. But I feel but like you know, he probably I, will. <laughs> You'll know I love a good pun. So I had to appreciate Amanda with her. I really do have time on my hands. Uh, uh, yeah. When she's holding the time <laughs> herb. I thought that was great. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, nothing can top when she said her bake was inspired by a crime scene though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so good. Yeah. The delivery of that was just <laughs> spot on. So good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it sucked. And I, I thought the same. I mean, I like George, but I was like, dang, dude, you just pulled that one just barely like last barely. week. I mean, and 
He even had a soggy bottom. I was going to say his soggy like bottom. Cardinal sin of yeah. Exact soggy bottom. And then, man, when Paul was like, uh, your sausage there, George, I question if it's even cooked. And I was like, oh, did he serve yeah, it? I thought he was That's a good point. Sure. Um, yeah. But he said, he's like, well, I checked yeah. it three times and it came out 92. I checked the middle and he's like, well, okay, but it was mushy. So that he's, he's saying it was cooked. Right. But it's not good. I was like, eh. You're right. I thought, I was surprised that it was Amanda and not George. I thought it was going to be mm-hmm. George. But it was close. It was close. Yeah. I mean, they, <coughs> they take all the, you know, all three bakes into consideration for sure. But I don't mm-hmm. know. I feel like if George stays at the same level that he's at, then he's, he's gone. Unless, unless there is an epic fail for yeah, one of the bakers, they be. just have a really, which it can happen. We've seen it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but if they all I mean, stay I, consistent, I think he's going to At be this next. point, I know I shouldn't, but we're, I feel like we know them well enough and they've been pared down enough that I would say next week I would expect it to be either George or Lizzie to go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But Unless there's an epic fail. Yeah. Someone's yeah, going to have to have yeah. a really, yeah. I think, bad week because most everyone <clears throat> stays fairly consistent, um, at least at this point anyway. Yeah. yeah. And it's only going to get harder. I mean, the, we've seen it week by week. Every every season, the closer you get to the finals, the more difficult the challenges become and really testing their you know technical skills um, and abilities. So I don't know. He's going to have to, you know, get inventive or something, I think. So, okay. Well, I was talking about the bakers. Our next item was talking about favorite or standout bakers. So with the elimination of mm-hmm. Amanda, um, that was sad, of course, but um, Christelle was star baker. Yay! Um, Yay! Her first time. So happy and excited for her. She's been my favorite. I, I, I love them all, but she's definitely, I just, something, I don't know, I feel connection to her or something. I don't know. Um, but I just, I, I think she's so lovely and charming and adorable. Yeah. Um, so this, this was her week. For her sure. week. And I love, especially, she was so excited to get to cook. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like she really enjoys what she's doing. And I love that she, is like, you know what? I'm going to do something a little bit different. Um, she took a little bit of a risk. I know that her shoe nuts were not the best. You know, they they kind of went a little flat, a little bit tough. As far You know, she forgot her timer. Um, so they weren't absolutely perfect um, as what maybe they could have been. But she really took that um, risk with her, her showstopper, that tureen pie. I mean, even Prue said she's like, you know, to put a curry in a pie, that's that that can be pretty tricky and she pulled it off and wowed them and i mm-hmm. love that she's you know that she you know stands out does something a little risky um but also turns out really great so i i and love watching her right from the beginning she was like <clears throat> i felt like she had this ad- attitude like wow like these two guys are clearly amazing but mm-hmm. i'm not going to let that deter me she said I, she talked to Lizzie about like the women making a good showing or something. And she just seemed super determined, like in the face of what looks like overwhelming odds, I'm just going to stay determined. And she didn't knock it out of the park with the signature. She did pretty well, but I thought maybe this was going to be another Freya. Like they're showing her being optimistic and then she's going to be gone at the end. So I was a little worried, but then with the technical, she got second okay. place yep. and she was really happy about that. And then, um, then she got the handshake for the last thing. So it was like watching a little Rocky movie with her this episode. Mm-hmm. I thought it was, she, she's the standout baker for me too. And then yep. when she told her family at the end, that was just like the, the moment where Rocky wins the fight at the end. Just had me all emotional. Yeah, I was still crying <laughs> from the handshake and it just kept going from there. So, 
Uh, what about you, Paik? Favorites? Or you mentioned Amanda was your favorite, and she's gone. Yeah, I, I, kinda, so. I wanted to pick Amanda, but she was eliminated. So I was like, ah, is it so standout Baker was the one that's gone. Um, so it's okay. You know, I mean, it's okay. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, she was definitely the standout for me. But then, yeah, aside from Amanda, then yeah, I'm definitely Christelle thoroughly earned her win this week, and she was awesome. Yeah. Are you guys feeling like you can make a prediction? Are we feeling it? I mean, I always think it's between Giuseppe and Jurgen, and I yep. still do. In fact, I think Giuseppe mm-hmm. really killed it this week, too. Mm-hmm. And even, you yeah. know, they've maybe if they thought that Giuseppe and Christelle were about even, they'd still give it to Christelle to mix it up a little bit, you know? But let's give her the benefit of the doubt and say she did better than yeah. Giuseppe. But still, Giuseppe did did awesome. Yeah. Um, You're trying to remember what was in that owl. Yeah. I don't have exactly, but I was looking through my notes. He had like three different kinds of cheese in there. I do remember that. It was like super Ooh, cheesy. That's good. Yeah. Uh, and I love that he made that owl because it's his wife's favorite animal and she's been really supportive of all of this. And he said she's a much better yeah, baker than him. And I'm like, really? Sweet. Get her on yeah, the so show. Like, on the is show? that true? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, dang. Because if, if, if she's better than he is, I mean, gosh, he stands out, right? So yeah. I'd love to see what she could do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, they should get Maybe her on. Maybe she That'd was like, no way, I'm not being, you know, some people are just like, I don't want to be on TV. Yeah, it's quite a, of course. you know, I think they take like psych tests to make sure they can not just flip out in the middle of the show and run around throwing all the stuff off everybody's tables or something. Right. <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot of things to consider. They've got Pressure. a family. If I don't know if she yeah. works or not. Maybe you can't take that much time off work. She's got a quarantine and things but like that. But if possible, it would be fun it would to be, see. His wife come on next season. Absolutely. If yeah. they could arrange that, I'd love to see what she could come up with if she's better than Giuseppe. Cause he's obviously amazing. Yeah. But I, I mean, if I had to predict same thing since episode one, I would say it's either one of them and mm-hmm. I don't know who though. I, I don't know which one I'd pick probably Giuseppe if I had to. I don't know. I'll just have to wait and see what yeah, they I think make. They've both been great. I think Giuseppe's been more consistently on top than Jurgen. Jurgen's had a few little, he's faltered. I wouldn't say like, bad moments but like what paul said last week where you he expect was like, so much from him you're set such a bar for himself that when he doesn't meet that bar you feel like it's bad even though it's still yeah yeah good it's still pretty Jürgen, good still good like, but it's not do like perfect well even in this week in a showstopper they said his beef was dry mm-hmm. but yeah. prue threw it threw him a bone and is like well but the hor- it's okay because you've the got horse the horseradish makes up for of, it yeah, yeah makes but, up for still, it, but still you know it's yeah. not perfect it's still dry mm-hmm. so um Anything so, else? yeah, I was looking f- for some information. I forgot what, and I came across about the artwork. You know how at the beginning of each, All when the, the baker's talking about their bake, they show an illustration yep. of it. So mm-hmm. there's a guy named Tom Hovey that does all the illustrations and has since the beginning. And he has now illustrated over 1,000 cakes. He gets photos from each of the bakes after an episode is filmed, and then he starts drawing it he's gotten to where he can deliver the final illustrations for each episode within about a week of receiving them uh he draws each one by hand starting with outline and then he scans them and colors the pieces digitally to provide a finished product before the episode airs i just thought that was interesting because i love those drawings so much and i wondered how they did it it totally makes sense that he would start after they're finished but i guess you know if something just goes really bad and doesn't look anything like they're talking about he has to sort of be creative about it and try to make it look like the idealized version of what they're talking about, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I love those illustrations. 
They look almost as tasty as like the actual <laughs> bake. Well, sometimes I'm like, oh yeah, and then one of the way it turns out, it's like, oh, it didn't quite oh, yeah, measure up to the illustration. <laughs> that was a yeah fail. <laughs> But at least you can kind of see if that does happen. What they're going for. Yeah, that's yeah. The, the target that mm-hmm. they're trying to achieve anyway. Yep. Okay. Anything else on this week's episode, Pastry Week? No, that was a great one. No, I agree. I great, great episode. Um, definitely a standout. Okay. I want baklava now. I know. Damn it. it. And I'm certainly not going to find any at this time of night. And I don't even think there is any place around me that sells it. And I'm sure as shit not making it. So um. (laughs) So I know a few places around here that I could get it from. But yeah, like you said, they're not open now. Yeah. Um, Now I'm just going to be thinking of baklava all night. Mm -hmm. Anyway. All right. Well, next week we'll cover episode seven. Uh, from Collection 9, or also Series 12, and that is Caramel Week. Mm. Eh, I'm okay. I'm not super excited about that. God, I am. You love caramel. I mean, I, I like it, caramel. but I'm like, in small doses. I'm with you, Jason. Yeah, it's like, I drizzle it on my good. coffee every morning. I, oh, wow. I eat it out of a jar. Yes, I love caramel. <laughs> this is your episode. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, Lizzie's like, I just have a jar of caramel here. You're like, give it to her. I do. I will she get wins. a spoon and I just eat it out of the but I mean, Love you're them. like, that's the best one. That's it. I don't care. Who, yeah. What's your bake of the week? Uh, the jar of caramel the jar before of caramel. they got started. And yeah. uh, the, Oh, the caramel on the floor? Yep, that's my favorite, too. <laughs> that's my bake of the week. Yeah, I'm excited. Can't wait. Yeah, I'm excited to see how they'll do all three different challenges. Like, you know, how, how many different things can they do with caramel, right? It feels mm-hmm. a little restrictive. I'm sure they'll surprise us. Yeah, I, I'm sure ha- it's They just, haven't done this before, right? Caramel week. They've used caramel, but not a whole I week don't think, dedicated I could, to it. I don't think so. I could go back and, and mm-hmm. you know, come back next week with that answer, but I don't think so. But I mean, I don't know. I guess you can, it's not, it doesn't have to be like the center of the bake, right? Just you have to incorporate it. Maybe, um, maybe that's how they'll kind of be able to stretch out something so specific on three different bakes. Uh, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I, I'll, I'm, I'm in. So, all right. On your marks. Get set. 